Hey, wait a minute. I want to hear the white boy rap again. Oh, the hey, white boy rap? <laughs> <laughs> you ready to, yeah, you want, you want some one more rap? Watch you guys battle. You there got, you go, freestyle. Can you end it up with a freestyle between the two of you? All right. Quick, That's you not do. freestyle against Bullworth, son. <laughs> well, you, Bullworth. you throw out a rhyme, and then you put, you know, you pass the mic to Chachi. I got the beat going. Ready? And then, oh, um, and then we'll do it. No beat necessary. No beat. All right, quick, one more rap. And then pass the mic to White Boy. Oh, you want me to say something? Yeah, one, boy. yeah uh, do one more rap and then say, <laughs> pass on the mic to Chachi. And, okay. then, and that, will cue, that will cue Chachi oh, into to rap at, at the segment. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> to describe my rhyme, the verb is blended. Then I was K-Crush and the adjective is splendid. I'm on the mic, your body will feel with hype. The educated MC, the intellectual type. I'm the hip-hop king, the predator of rap. There's no doubt I'm the best of buddy. Give me some gap. I don't care if you're skinny or before a chub. My rhymes are obligated, make you feel like a slug because I battle anybody with top choice. Grandma sets you up, beat you down like a 20-ton hammer for all the fighting MCs that have tried to bite my rhymes. How many have died? If you try to battle K, you will get fried. You try to MRT my rhymes, you probably get I'm not trying to criticize. Don't be misled. You can't kill the noise because it's already dead. What time is getting short, so I gotta break. Can't be everlasting. My controller run creators rap jam. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's me, it's me, it's King Chachi. I go to the bathroom. I like to pee. I once got stung by a dirty old bee. I like to know my ABCs. Hey, hey you know what? You know what? I'm gonna be serious with y'all, man. Leave the drugs alone. <laughs> the Below the Belt show is closed captioned for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the Bad Boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. for another episode of BTV. This is episode 699. Can you believe it, guys? We have an incredible I can't. show from top to bottom. We'll take next week off for Thanksgiving, and in two weeks, we're going to be presenting our supersized episode 700. Can you believe it, guys? Unfreaking believable. Let's go ahead and introduce the illustrious panel back from his... Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We got we got somebody here breathing like Darth Vader on his mic. Great. Can you okay. pull it out a little bit? There you go. There you go. How's that? Okay, okay. <laughs> I've never used this damn thing before, so yeah. His voice you guys is are but not his breath. <laughs> <laughs> All 
let's look, go ahead and introduce the voices on the panel. Starting with fresh back from his Midwest state tour, the birthday boy himself, the one and the only Chachi McFly. What's going on? And I think it's actually the West. I think it's past it's the not Midwest. the Midwest. It's past Mid. Okay, so I think it's correcting me. Yeah, the definite West. Um, we're gonna get into your trip very momentarily. Let's go ahead and re- right. introduce the rest of the panel. Keep it going. Keep it going. Starting um, next with the one and only, the man with the common presence, <laughs> which is a huge fucking misnomer because he's <laughs> he's all kinds of chaotic. <laughs> Nonetheless, guys, he is the beloved prince, the Persian prince of pop culture, the one and only Mike, the general, bow down to Zod. Well, I guess I've uh, at some point went from lawful good to like chaotic evil. So, um, yeah, that's a nerd joke. <laughs> that's why we love you, General. Yep. Like so many times over the past weeks, like we, um, we were talking about some kind of obscure comic book shit. And we we're like, man, I wish the general was here. General's here because he would, he would know, know about all about it. it. Well, that's yeah. why that's why oh. you guys like me. It's like, oh, folding, folding chair man. Yeah, I know him. He's great. <laughs> this time it came out in 1989. I think it was March 3rd, I think. <laughs> great series. Great series. I can't believe they're making a movie off of um, folding right. chair man now. Well, I do have yes. a lot of comic book news. There we go. Discuss with the one and only general. But let's go ahead and introduce, my gosh, she is one of the beloved cosplayers we've had on Below the Belt show. And uh, it's been a minute since she's been on BTB. We've had her in studio at WNBC. Now that we shifted to BTB virtual, we haven't had her on yet until tonight. And we're excited to have her back on BTB. Cosplayer extraordinaire, the lovely Anna B. Anna, good to have you back on Below the Belt show. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> oh, we missed no, you. No cosplay tonight? No, I just have my Wonder Woman shirt. Oh, <laughs> oh well, there you go. Are you sure that's Wonder yeah. Woman? Huh? Are you sure that's Wonder Woman? Yes. Okay. He's trying to I'm get a. He's trying to get a view. He's trying to get you shirt again. <laughs> yeah. It's my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it's my birthday. What is... <laughs> I I appreciate you know comic book um, heroes so. Yeah. <laughs> and we definitely have some Wonder Woman news that we'll talk out about shortly, but. Let's start with Anna. Before we get to your trip, Chacha, let's go into Anna. Anna, please uh, tell us what you've been up to. How have you been handling pandemic life? And do you miss cosplaying at all the cool Comic-Cons? And there you got to. Well, yeah, number one, I miss conventions. And I think a lot of the cosplayers are in the same boat, too. Um, and I think I've, I've been binging a lot. So I have a new addiction. Yes. Or just dwelling into my addiction. <laughs> but yeah, I've been <laughs> binging, binging a lot of shows, catching up, and just getting adjusted to this new lifestyle, working from home, which was kind of a good thing in a way that I don't have to travel or go through traffic you know, during rush right. hour. Yeah, so. One of the things we, we certainly do not miss during this is uh, the traffic, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and then sure. just getting used to the whole different, I mean, I'm used to going from going to conventions mostly once every other month and then going I to know. Like, being stuck in the house and not seeing anybody. <laughs> it's been hard, hasn't it? Like, I just miss being cramped up in a convention, you know, with like, 
you know, a couple thousand people, people dressed up, celebrities, us interviewing great celebrities, um, right. getting photo yeah. ops, you know, just yeah. hanging out. Like it's it's been a interviewing long, Anna long, B. long year. <laughs> Anna, Anna B was she's always been one of our go to cosplayers to interview. So I mean, how long know, how long know how do you like think Facebook? it's Oh, sorry. You know, like no. Facebook gives you like a memory of like a year ago and you see these convention pictures with your friends, yes. the selfies and you're Depressing. like, it's like, oh. it feels surreal. I'm like, was I even there? Like, I did know. that even happen? <laughs> I know. Like, do, I you, just don't... Like, do you guys get it now? Like, were you like watching TV or watching like an older movie and you see like a big crowd? And you're like, whoa, they're like really too close to each other. There. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Isn't it weird? Yes. Yes. You ever get that like really weird feeling, especially when you're watching something that was made recently, but they don't um, they don't acknowledge the pandemic at all. So you see people with like these very, very modern phones and like, you know, doing all sorts of like being in crowds or being at restaurants or like whatever. Having fun. Yeah. Having yeah. fun. We talked a little bit about that, how the majority of shows are like that general. However, this is us. They mm -hmm brought the pandemic to the show yes as well as blm and all the current events so some shows will tackle the pandemic and, and write it into their script um again this is us was one of, was one of them so uh well, um, but, miserable because i'm living it and don't want to see it on tv that's <laughs> a very good point too i totally agree with you like you see me, I'm wearing an '80s shirt. I'm wearing like an '80s. I have an back '80s in, back background here. <laughs> like I do not see, you know, 20 years from now, people like being nostalgic about 2020. You know, having a TV show taking a place there, and everybody's having fun, wearing masks and like keeping six feet apart. Like I don't, I don't see it. Yeah, yeah, but it's a sad reality right now, guys. But let's get this freaking vaccine. Yeah, that's, that's some promising news. The promising um, 95% effective. I was of kind of amazed. Like, I read an article about it, and um, it's in the, uh, the the Economist magazine. And, like, usually The Economist is, like, really staid in, like, their tone and everything. But they were, like, this article was, like, absolutely jubilant. Like, they were, uh, it, it was so weird to read in that magazine because... I mean, I guess uh, they're saying that, like, you know, before this, they were hoping, like, 70% would be, like, their wildest dreams. Oh, wow. And, and seeing it at 95%, like, uh, you know, reading that and seeing the tone in that article from that magazine, that was the first time I was like, wow, we might actually get through this. <laughs> and, like, this might actually be some legitimately great news. But and I, we'll I think, see. I think, I think that's like, the case. I Can't you picture the, um, the general like smoking a pipe, um, reading the Economist, like <laughs> I can, I can, drinking some I'm a, or something. I'm a, I'm a very multifaceted guy. Let me you talk. are. <laughs> From comics to the Economist. <laughs> that should, that should be your memoir title. So we are also celebrating the belated uh, birthday of Chachi McFly. Chachi, if you could to give us a synopsis of your amazing trip to those states that you had to mark off that map of yours. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, you know, birthdays are always depressing. So, like, every year I try to get away. Like, even when I was younger, like, I... Um, Especially now, birthdays are depressing. Yeah, like, even when I was younger, like, I'd like to take off at work on my birthday. But then, like, even staying home was, you know, kind of um, depressing. So I'm like, let me just get away every year on my birthday. So I've been trying to do that. 
So a p- pandemic did not hold you back. Did not hold me back. Like this year, like I decided to go out um, west because I figured um, it's mostly national parks and it'd be a good place to go to during the pandemic. Because like, you know, if you're out in a park, it's plenty of social distancing and Very that's what it was. So Very good point. I went to um, Colorado. Um, I went to Idaho, um, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Wyoming. So all the <laughs> I haven't been to before. Did, a, like did you, a, um, did you fly trip. out there or did you drive out there? Yeah, we flew out, out to Colorado with my dad and brother and, and um, just a nice, nice family, family trip, trip, you know. That's nice. Get to see some places my dad always wanted to um, see. Got to go to like Yellowstone, saw a grizzly Mount bear. Rushmore? Mount Rushmore was awesome to see in person. We had great weather and like one of the few times it snowed, we got some flurries. We went to Mount Rushmore and it was kind of beautiful seeing the flurries um, fall in front of the, um, the monument. Face, That's really yeah. cool. You know, went to um, Deadwood, which is like a, a western town um, where, um, you know, while well, the Cowboys used to go. Um, went, um, had some great food. Did not try any um, Rocky Mountain oysters, thank God. I bought some buffalo. Yeah. Uh, so didn't eat any buffalo, but saw plenty of buffalo. Saw a lot of um, prairie dogs, like wild prairie dogs, just driving around and... Um, You'll see a field with with these little fat little prairie dogs running around, just like how <laughs> you know. So we're lucky around here to maybe see like a groundhog, but there, like they're everywhere. Um, saw some um, bighorn um, sheep. You know, went to where um, the Battle of Little Bighorn was, um, Custer's Last Stand. Um, saw like a lot, a lot of cool stuff, like a lot of beautiful scenery, scenery that you may have saw in pictures, but you really can't appreciate it until you see it in person. Like it's just, it's just so amazing. Um, you know, just seeing Buffalo on the side of the road walking around some of these national parks, you know, and um, I mean, it's really Absolutely. something like, to be seen. Um, you know, just a ton of driving, though. You know, we drove mostly at night to get these to the different um, locations because the states out there are big. Like here, we can, you know, from Maryland, we can drive all the way up to like, um, you know, Boston in probably the same time it takes you to drive um, through some of the states out there. Yeah. So some wow. pretty big states like you living out here on the coast um of maryland you know near baltimore you think that the country is all like crowded and filled up and stuff like that but you got west it's really like you know it's really it's spread out the part yeah yeah very cool that you got to experience that chachi yeah the pictures, yes, and now the i'm up to like amazing. 45 um states how, how close at mount rushmore how close were you able to get to the the carvings you can't, can't go right up to it like you um you know, like um, there's a platform you walk up to and like you, you really can't go any further. But I mean, you can see everything great. But like the pictures you normally see are taken like zoomed in right at Mount Rushmore. But, you know, when you're there, you're far back. But you, st- you still see everything great. And like um, what's funny is how they're originally going to have like most of their bodies carved into the mountain too, Mount Rushmore. You know, you know, like currently you just see like mostly the heads, but you, they're going to have like the whole right. entire body chil- um, chiseled out. But um, they kind of ran out of money and then World War Two started and it kind of just like ended the project there, like as is, you know, and um, that cool stuff. I drove through, um, I drove through, um, what's that, um, where's that, that biker, um, um, Sturgis. Sturgis, South Dakota. They had the PW like every year. That That's big where they had that event. big spreader event. Yeah. 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 The super spreader. Yeah, I saw pictures. Yeah. It was pretty dead when I drove through there, but like I saw the pictures from earlier this year. It's like really tiny there, isn't it? It's like Yeah. It's like a small town. It's just all these bikers just descend on this one small town. It's it's wow. 
I mean, is it one of those places where there's like eight businesses and six of them are bars? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I drove by and I think like there's some, some big bars there that were closed down. I think the bars are mostly closed um, throughout the year and like mainly open up for that event. So I think okay. it's like the whole town makes their money off of that one event, which wow. is pretty crazy. That is crazy. Well, Chachi, I'm glad that you're back and you're safe and yeah, you had a yeah, good time with the family. Yeah. yeah, we just um, spread out some, you know. We just avoided some crowded areas, you know. Um, you got to experience bad. that with your dad and brother, so. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Always nice. That's a great way to uh, kick off the birthday. and. Uh, yeah, you get older, you know, and you, for, you forget that um, you're getting older that day when you're just so busy. <laughs> <laughs> like my mom calls me every year at the time I was born, so I was looking forward to that call. That was a pretty uh, special thing that she does. She calls Very me nice. the next minute when I was born. So it's awesome. gonna be a family. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Well, guys, we have an incredible show from top to bottom. My gosh. Well, just know this this panel tonight was handpicked by me for my birthday, so feel. Very Even special. Anna B. Anna yeah. B. Yay. You're fan selected. Tasha's like, where's Anna B been? <laughs> been? A couple of years. We're trying to think, like, who hasn't been on the show for a while? Yeah. It's probably been, like, great. a couple of years for you, right? For me, it was a couple of years, yeah. Because yeah. it was before this whole quarantine. So it had to be oh, yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think it's probably 2019. I do miss. I was thinking a lot about the old... Um, in studio days and like um it, it's kind of sad that you know i mean I, I love this great new format we have but i do miss like being together in the same studio especially around this um christmas time coming up when mm-hmm. we had a, a lot of great um christmas shows in studio yep we're gonna have to think about how we're gonna handle that for the christmas uh show we're gonna have several of course in december like we do every year one of our favorite mm-hmm. times of year but we're let's focus on tonight guys Tonight, we have actress Tamala D'Amico. She's got a movie out that's available on uh, Amazon. It's called One Little Finger. It's, wow, it's a really amazing film, guys. Shot in India. It's an American Indian film um, dealing uh, with people with disabilities and how Tamala plays a neurologist during research out in India to see how effective music therapy is. And you see a lot of these people with disabilities, a lot of bullying that occurs um, and how it's handled. Um, so, so it's not based on the Lord um, Baelish character from Game of Thrones? It's not, not no. based on... <laughs> okay. Not I got at excited. All. I got excited. But it's... Uh, it's certainly um, a heartfelt um, film, and we're going to be talking to Tamil all about it a little later. But let's talk about everything going on in the world of entertainment, guys. Um, the number one movie in America is Freaky. Have you heard about Freaky? I've seen it. Oh, you've actually seen Freaky. Good for I've you, I've seen Chachi. it in the theater. You saw it. You were one of the people that saw it in the theater. What it is the number one movie. And it had that Freaky Friday aspect of the switching bodies. Yeah, but I think the original uh, title was going to be Freaky Friday the 13th. And I think they ran into some legal issues with that title. So they just ah. shorted it to Freaky. So, yeah, it's like, you know, a cross between Freaky Friday and a cross between yeah. Friday the 13th. 
So it's a serial killer who switches bodies with a teenage high school girl. Stars uh, the one and only Vince Vaughn. Yes. I guess, Chachi, if you saw it, how was your review of the film? I really enjoyed it. I thought um, Vince Vaughn was hilarious. Um, awesome. um, his character, I thought, because uh, he, you know, he um, switched bodies and he was playing this high school girl, you know, in his actions. And then she was kind of playing him in her body, you know, and, and she actually, I don't know, like she actually looked a lot hotter when she was playing to him so i don't know what that means about me <laughs> but if you see the, if you see the movie high... you'll you'll see how, how good how good what? was uh, how good was she at um kind of like getting vince vaughn's mannerisms because i'm gonna guess vince vaughn played at least when he was himself he plays kind of the same character he plays in most movies in every yes he's one of the characters that plays the same character in every movie um he's a little different than this i mean her her like acting as him was more just like her like because she was kind of like a nerdy girl um before that like real timid so she's kind of just like you know had a lot of confidence and stuff when um when she was him and keep um, in mind chachi she does play a high school student she plays so. one but she's 23 in real life i checked i get it, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> he checked <laughs> so that's the number one movie let him go the number two movie with kevin costner diane lane or Grandpa Hanging On to Number Three, that's Robert De Niro's film. Come Play, fourth place in Honest Thief with Liam Neeson. The fifth uh, placing movie in the box office. So um, is Robert De Niro just playing quote-unquote grandpas in movies now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's like, a, isn't this like his second or third movie that has the word grandpa in the title? Yeah, and they're not sequels either. Like, yeah. It's a whole different movie. And he's at that age. He's, he's he's at that age, General, where the grandfather is not too far of a stretch no, for a no. man of his age. No. But it's funny, like these movies are like number one or whatever, and it probably means they made like eighty bucks at the box office. It's just like not bringing in <laughs> yeah. any money at all. Besides, well, besides for me, no, um, thirty-three point seven million. That's pretty good. Was, really, was, was for freaking. Was the weekend box office for freaky? Yes. That's actually really surprising, just considering like how empty the theaters have been when i've gone did yeah. you did you see it in maryland or did you see it somewhere yeah, out west maryland, maryland yeah. okay okay well big news on wonder woman 1984 guys this is yes. breaking warner brothers announced that it's highly anticipated wonder woman 1984 anna the t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> so she says <laughs> <I don't. laughs> released simultaneously in theaters and on hbo max Oh, wow. On December 25th, what are your thoughts, guys? I think it should have been a week in theaters and then HBO Max after one week because this is going to take away people from wanting to see it in the theaters. But, hey, you know, I mean, this is uh, their decision. Um, So is it going to be available, like, as a premium thing on HBO Max? We still have to pay for it? No, it's going to be a part of HBO Max if you're already a subscriber. Oh, and I believe wow. it's going to have Thank a you, limited. Thank you, father-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> so, as the person who's worked on Wonder Woman 1984 in this virtual room, I am really looking forward to seeing this film. I am sad about the fact that it's not going to go along the theater run. But oh yes. Hey, who's that? Do I have somebody to say hi to you? Hi. <laughs> What's going on? Hi, Chachi. I'm just calling in to say hi. Happy birthday. Oh, and thank you. Yes. So 
sorry I couldn't join tonight, but I told Al I'd call in. Oh, well, you couldn't fly in? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually flying in next week for my birthday, so that would be oh, fun. Oh, really? But, okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, happy early birthday to you. Thank you. Yes. Birthday celebration for you. Yeah. How are you guys? You doing okay? Doing doing good this week? Doing as yeah. good as we can, yeah. as you know. Yeah, how are you feeling, Al? Feeling okay. Feeling good. uh. Almost 100%. I'm going to say 95%. So. Good. 95. 95. Uh, getting there, but <laughs> to see your lovely face, Kelly, and, some, uh, and, and Anna B in studios, uh, <laughs> virtual studio as well. Seeing a lovely lady always puts a smile on my face. <laughs> Kelly, how is Vegas doing? Um, is, you know, any more like shutdowns or restrictions or what? The rumor is that we will hear from the governor on Friday for wow. a mini shutdown starting Tuesday for oh, like wow. off strip. Yeah, off strip only. So I guess you're safe if you're at the casino, but not safe if you're at my husband's restaurant. So like, yeah, it sounds like, yeah, sounds like, you know, who has the, the money, logic, right? Logic, yeah, huh? no, it's exactly. It's all about money and power. So we'll uh, see. And um, it, he won't touch the casinos though because. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, but no doubt, dude. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to when Vegas will be back to normal, and I could party. Yeah. <laughs> the way I'm, I'm meant to party in Las Vegas. Yeah, I, I think know. when it's back to normal, it's gonna boom. I think business is gonna boom in Vegas. And people no. can finally come back there and like not to worry oh, about yeah. anything. Oh yeah. Yeah. They they, the they say you... that as long as people still have jobs right now, I mean like all that money, you know, we're just saving it. So once things yeah. are open up again, there's gonna be a spending boom. Okay. Hope so. Absolutely. Yeah. The longer you live here, like the less you wanna do, like go to clubs, but I would not mind going to a club and being a thought for a night. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like one night just you know uh, so what are you planning <laughs> no. to do what are you planning to do out on the east coast next week hell uh we're going to florida for a couple days i'm gonna pop pop into disney um and pop then into disney world really yeah wow. good. um and then yeah we'll fly up to maryland on tuesday and i mean since my birthday's on wednesday it's gonna be like 50 and I'm like, eh, whatever. We might just go get a dinner in downtown Frederick. Yeah. And, and then, of um, course, Thanksgiving is the next day, Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving, yeah. And then, yeah, we fly home Saturday, so quick. And Which um, Disney park are you going to? We're going to go to Magic Kingdom this trip. Yeah, okay. we went to um, Hollywood in September. And, and the new Star Wars land? Oh, my God, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> incredible. Really incredible. Yeah. Uh, I wish you uh, safe travels to Florida. Thanks, guys. Thanks for letting me pop part. on. And yes, I know you're calling in. I know, and like, I, know you, I know you got an event at the foundation room. Yes. Which is, yeah, I got to head upstairs in a minute. Yeah. But couldn't miss saying hi to my chachi. Oh, thank you. I think you're mine. Just, you know, the chachi. <laughs> I'm definitely yours. I'm definitely yours. <laughs> don't, don't tell your husband. Uh, I will not. He won't hear this. <laughs> well, I hope, I, hope the be- I hope for the best for your families on business out there. Thank you. Appreciate it. You want to plug it on the air so people know they can go and visit if they're in Vegas for some nice Maryland um, crabs? Sure. Thank you for the plug. Yeah, come see us at Crab Corner, official Ravens Bar and East Coast restaurant. Yes, we are from Maryland. Yes, the crab cakes are real. Yes, we fly in Blue Crab Daily. It's all real. It's all legit. (laughs) Crab Corner. So if you haven't been to Maryland and you want to try some of our best food, 
and you're happy to be in Vegas, then try it out. Yes, thank you. You're off the strip, right? Yeah, off strip, Rainbow and 215 in the southwest. Okay. Tell awesome. the damn governor to keep it open for you guys. Hope so. Yeah. All right, All right guys. Kelly, Bye. thanks for thanks for Skyping in. Yeah. yeah, love you guys. Bye. 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 Love you too. The lovely and talented. Nice of her. Kelly Campbell back on VTV, guys. All right. Good. All right. Moving back on to the movie news, guys. Uh, another movie coming to theaters. Um, actually, now skipping theaters. I stand corrected. Songberg, which is a pandemic thriller. Can you believe there's a <laughs> pandemic thriller coming wow. out? It's produced by Michael Bay. Stars KJ Apa from Riverdale. Will skip theaters and now debut as a premium video on demand title on December 11th. It's film. It was filmed in LA during the actual pandemic, but it's a sci-fi thriller that imagines a near future, which lockdowns have extended as a deadly virus has continued to mutate. So, uh, what what a movie to bring about during this time. <laughs> you know, now, now, right? now that you say that, I remember now the trailer when you were talking about it. Yeah, I mean, th- is this not appropriate, guys, to, to have a pandemic? It's kind trailer? of like if you like had a family member who got eaten by a bear, and the next week you go out and watch a movie about somebody getting eaten by a bear. Thank <laughs> you, yes! <laughs> You're like, let me see a happy movie or, or something, or like a... Yes! I don't know. Well, this is a happy movie. Tom and Jerry, they're getting um, hybrid animation, live action movie. Kind of like the Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I saw the trailer. Chloe Grace Moretz stars as an event planner hired by a hotel to organize a wedding. But they're expected to remove the pesky mouse, Jerry, from his recent residence within the building's walls. Um, But the trailer has... Let me guess. They can't do it. <laughs> is, that, is that a spoiler? Spoiler. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe so. All star cast in in addition to Chloe, Michael Pena, Rob Delaney, Colin Jost, and Doctor Ken Jung. Doctor Ken Jung. Yeah. So are are they gonna are they, are they going to perfectly capture the complete um, psychopathic nature of Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> where where like uh, I mean. He clearly, clearly has nothing resembling empathy anywhere in his soul. <laughs> For the mouse? Yeah, that's yeah. the mouse. The mouse is named Jerry, right? Yeah, yeah, or is yes. it Tom? The Tom's, Tom's the cat. cat. Tom cat. Okay. Yeah. Like think Tom cat, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's funny. Is that coming out to theaters or is that gonna be this like will, this will uh, is scheduled for a twenty twenty one theatrical premiere. Okay. You see, I'm happy um, Wonder Woman's still coming out to the theater, but, like, I don't like all this, like, on-demand, all this, you know, on these platforms, streaming platforms, like, right away, because I think it's going to lead to the future of not having, not having um, movies in theaters anymore, you know? That's, um, that's a good point. Um, like, for people who aren't as old as me, like, back in the day when a movie would come out of the theater, you might not see it, like, on video or whatever for like a year or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. and like recently it's been like just like a few months that you would see Turnaround it like time, yeah. on, you know, streaming or whatever. But now if it's going to be released at the same time, you're going to see that the, you know, movie theaters is less and less revenue and you're going to have less and less of these big um, blockbusters. Cause I doubt you're going to have on these streaming platforms, these big blockbusters, at least not for the long well, run, you know, they're going to take a loss now. 
Keep in mind, this is only for the pandemic, Chacha. Well, we're no, but I know it's doing that now, but I think they're going to get comfortable doing this. And, you know, especially it depends. And it also depends on how many movie theater chains are actually going to survive. Right. Exactly. Like, there might not even yeah, be an option. I can't see studios doing this once the pandemic's over. I hope you're I right. Think, yeah. For me, so. nothing beats the experience of going to a nice theater, you know, having great surround sound, having comfortable seats, like... They really upped their game in the in the past, like you know, even five years from when you know. Now you get the assigned seats. Now you have like you know recliners. Nobody's kicking your seat anymore. Nobody's like having their seat back, like going to your knees anymore. Like mm-hmm. or like a tall person sits in front of you and blocking your view. That's all gone now for most theaters. So yeah. it's, fi- it's finally pretty nice after my whole entire life of having shitty theaters. <laughs> and I don't want to go away now. That was my most fun job ever. When I was in high school, I worked in a movie theater. Did and, you really? And yeah. Like an yeah. usher? Yeah. I mean, okay. we did, like, we, we switched between being an usher, being behind the concession stand, and being in the ticket okay. booth. And uh, one of the things we used to love to do was, after uh, after the last show went out, we would play what was called Lowe's Ball. Lowe's was the theater chain. And it was pretty... Yeah, we 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 would pretty much like have a food fight with whatever food was left over at the <laughs> in the theater. And oh man, we used to we used to hit golf balls off the roof of the theater into the parking lot, which is unbelievably irresponsible. And like, um, Don't and my you friend old, like shitty jobs where you just did whatever you wanted and like just like a total maniac because you made no money at all. Yeah, so you just had fun and you didn't care about anything. My friend, my friend got fired from that uh, from that job, fired from the movie theater because during the last showing of I don't even remember what movie it was, and I'm not going to date myself because now I do remember what movie it was, and I won't tell you what it was. <laughs> the um, because during the uh, during the last show of the night, one night he put um, this girl who worked in the also worked in the theater inside of a shopping cart that was in the it was in a it was in a shopping center where there was a grocery store too and he took one of the shopping carts he put her inside of the, the shopping cart and pushed her down the middle aisle during the screening of the movie and <laughs> oh my god he got his ass fired for that and he deserved to but it was yeah, right. did you take advantage of uh, working there or seeing a bunch of free movies where you kind of oh, yeah. get away from that when you're yeah. done Pretty much. Perks, I'm sure, right? Yeah, we got to see every movie for free. And, like, you know, for some of them, like, they're all in black and white when when you worked there. Oh, yeah, it was tough. Like, (laughs) you know, when the sound of music came out, we were, it was, we were so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, actually, like in high school, I actually um, applied for a job at a movie theater because I worked at McDonald's and, you know, you know, that was like a crazy job or whatever so like movie theater was a big you know step up from that and i i went for the interview and uh he was walking around having my resume with me because i was real responsible and the guy started like showing me like the bathroom and started telling me how to like mop stuff up and wipe stuff down or whatever and how to clean the toilets and i'm like i'm like oh, i thought i was here to like work at the register or the ticket counter or whatever it's like oh no this is a um janitorial job he's talking about coming in there at six in the morning i'm like i'm in high school i'm not gonna come in here at six in the morning right (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't trying to like drop out of school to become a a janitor Janitor theater right (laughs) yeah well (laughs) i never got that job general so i'm kind of jealous of you 
Okay, well, there you go. There you go. Well, you guys had some really cool uh, high school jobs, that's for sure. And I don't even know. I'm pretty Mine sure was... they don't even hire high school kids anymore for the movie theaters because they all look older now. Really? Oh. Hmm. Well. Mine wasn't exciting, guys. I was at a retirement community uh, serving uh, in the food service line, serving food for the residents there and uh, witnessing a lot of old people mess ups like a woman crapping on the floor literally oh, right in man. front of us so uh yes so anyways it was sad what was there. what was your most fun high school We're job dead. Anna? um i actually didn't have a job when i was in high school nice one of those lucky ones look at you you're the lucky lucky one <laughs> that's good we said his parents right. were like concentrate on school yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're lucky. I would have thanked them too. My parents were like, "You're 15. Get out there and get a job." <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. I had to. Yeah. I had to buy my comic books somehow. Right. Exactly. You and me both, General. Me and me both. All right. Back to movie news, guys. So Mark Wahlberg's latest film, called Joe Bell, is going to be released in February 2021. In time for awards season, as you know, they're extending the awards cutoff. Supposedly, there's a lot of big awards buzz on this film. Mark Wahlberg really wants to be recognized for an Oscar. I, I'm sure he really does. But he's um, never won one before, right? I don't think he has. No, not for Ted. Well, what would be not his most? Ted, what would be his most like prestigious movie that he's been in? I think Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights got a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But that's like yeah. really early in his career. Like it was. It's... It was so. Um... Didn't they use you as a stunt double in that movie, um, General? They did. They did. <laughs> that scene where he's looking in the mirror. <laughs> yes. Yes. They, they superimposed his face <laughs> on my body. You worked hard on that, right? Yes, I did. Literally. <laughs> oh boy, that's below the belt, guys. He was great in the movie um, Fear. That should have won an Oscar. Do you remember Fear? Yeah, yeah. That was also really early in his career, too. Yeah, I, think, I think that was his first movie he did. So I think that's why he wants to get something more recent in his career. So let's see how he does. Good for Joe Mark. He deserves it. Yep. Yeah. So Michael B. Jordan, um, Paramount Pictures has removed his spy thriller without remorse from the theatrical release schedule. Can you believe it? So now... Amazon Studios was near a deal for doing that, you said? the rights to Without Remorse. Uh, What's they, that, Josh? Oh. They, no they had no remorse removing it, you said? They had no remorse. <laughs> 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 Incidentally, Michael B. Jordan's People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive for 2020. Oh. <laughs> well, it's definitely better than last year. Yeah. I mean, I don't... I don't who who was the last year? Wasn't it Blake Shelton? No, 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 was, um, no. Last year was um, John Legend. That Muppet. Yeah, John. Yeah, <laughs> John Legend. <laughs> you know, and you know, like, we're like everybody's beautiful and that kind of shit. You know, and that's fine. But I mean, we're in the cover of Sexiest Man Alive. You know, you like they should at least have somebody you know halfway decent looking. You know. I don't I, know. I saw like, a lot of the comments today. People were commenting like, "Oh, they should have um that um who was it that um Black Panther uh -huh. guy." Are you, are you okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am okay. Are those yeah. tears of joy? 
Well, this is something that will get you a little misty-eyed. <laughs> Black Panther 2 starts shooting in 2021. They will not, uh, I guess the studio, Marvel Studios, has confirmed they will not use a digital double for Chadwick Boseman. Oh, confirmed okay, this. They said, no, there's only one Chadwick. He's not with us. Our king, unfortunately, has died in real life, not just in fiction. And we're uh, taking a little time to see how we return to history and what we do to honor his uh, this chapter of what happened. So they're going to have yeah. Shuri be the Black Panther. Aren't I they? think that's the way they should go. Mm-hmm. But how do they send off Black Panther T'Challa himself? We'll just have yeah, to they can't just kill off the character off screen because that yeah. seems really uh bad really taste. Kind, yeah in bad taste maybe and... be like kind of like a like a fast and furious type of send-off that they did with um although technically Paul i mean Walker. since yeah. his costume you don't really see his face they even if it's not a digital double you know it's um be just a guy in the black panther costume and they could do it that way. Not, still not in the best of taste, but I'm not really sure what yeah. other options they have. Yeah, well, I'm sure they'll do whatever they do. They will definitely honor Chadwick Boseman. So rest in peace again. Yeah, people were commenting Chad- today. I, I saw in these um, the Michael B. Jordan like announcement that they should have chose Chadwick for the sexiest man alive, which I thought was kind of weird. People were commenting, they were like, Oh, it's sexiest man alive. Like, this is kind of like in bad taste having him as like an honorary sexiest man alive. I just thought it was yeah, weird that people were commenting that. that. Is, they've never done a posthumous no. one. I don't know if that would go over well. It also, it also really lends an air of gravity to the sexiest man alive, which I don't really think it deserves. Because <laughs> it's just the sexiest man alive, <laughs> right? 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 It's not, it's not like you're winning like a like a like Oscar. a Nobel. Like it's not a posthumous Nobel Peace Prize right, exactly. or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so on Thor: Love and Thunder, I got some news on that. That Star Lord Chris Pratt will be making an appearance in the fourth Thor film. Good. Um, f- of course. Oh, so is that coming out before that has to come out before Guardians of the Galaxy 4 3, it's right? It's currently set to be released in 20, February of 2022. Yeah, because I mean they ended Damn, Endgame with they ended Endgame with Thor joining the Guardians. So they'd have to explain why he's not with the Guardians anymore. <laughs> well, there you go. This is the this is uh the the team up that you've always wanted to see. And uh, let's see these Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt, um, who a lot of women love. Let's see them in the movie together, as you know. <laughs> um, expect, of course, the one and only Valkyrie. I love Tessa Thompson. She'll be returning, as well as Natalie Portman, who will be returning since The Dark World. They're still going to be like the fat Thor. <laughs> I think he's going to be back to being rough, buff, and cut. Oh, uh, the next yeah. one. I think That's so. a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he can't—he can't have it all. Come on. That's true. That'll be fat for a while. I know, right? <laughs> Give anybody else a chance. Anna B. 
Uh, I I couldn't hear what you said. Are you are you a fan of Fat Thor? Yeah, I am. I I, I like I like Fat Thor. <laughs> <laughs> so so keep, right. keep eating, guys. <laughs> Back on some more of those quarantine pounds. <laughs> so Disney's live at action adaptation of Lilo and Stitch uh, is uh, in production. John M. Chu, who's been on the show, who's director extraordinaire, as you know, he's directed Crazy Rich Asians, Step Up Movies, G.I. Joe. Um, he's in Talks to Direct. Um, Disney has yet to announce if it will be in theaters or Disney+. Plus. They have not announced any cast members yet, but it is in production. So something to look forward to. I guess That's I got to see the, the animated version live first. Action. That's a that's a weird one for live action. Yeah, like Lilo and Stitch live action. Well, they're they're just cycling through all of the Disney animated everything, movies. right? <laughs> and you got like I, right. they gotta Mulan. have the the Aristocats and Mulan. like the Rescuers <laughs> and right. yeah, my personal favorite, the Robin Hood, where you know with the fox with all yes, the animals yes, is yeah. Robin Hood. They're doing that as well. Which yeah. is a Are they legit. Doing that with the fox? Oh, they're doing, they're doing that with, with the fox, yeah. Oh, oh, they they're actually doing that as a live I, action. Yeah, I think we talked about it here on BTB actually. Okay, there you go. Yeah, oh, everything, wow. everything general that has been animated will now be live action. Okay. Nice. Expect that to happen. Even Tom and Jerry. <laughs> Let's talk about Suicide Squad, guys. <clears throat> My gosh, what a cast addition! Sylvester Stallone joining the cast. This is James Gunn's. You know, it's safe to call it a sequel because some of the same actors are returning. But I am so excited about the Suicide Squad. Anna V, I know you're probably going to wear your Harley Quinn costume at the theater. (laughs) (laughs) But I am so looking forward to this one, guys. It's it just looks so amazing. And of course, we're getting a Peacemaker spinoff on HBO Max, featuring John Cena's character. So let's let's yeah looking forward to that. I'm not sure what Sylvester Stallone will be doing, um, but um, then again, um, I don't know. We'll just have to wait. And it's live, sly. So so they're patch, probably going to continue. Both, have, um, both black, red, and yellow shirts on. Oh yeah. We can nice. totally cosplay together. <laughs> yes. The same exact colors. Well, I wouldn't yeah. know because you blocked me, so I can't see what you look like, Todd. How do you not see me? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, how do you even block anybody on here? <laughs> yeah, I requested you be on my birthday show, and I blocked you. Right. Like, ah, <laughs> screw you, General. <laughs> so, for the petition attempting to get Amber Heard fired as Mara from Aquaman 2... Was not did not do anything at all, guys. Um, so remind know, me why people hate Amber Heard so much. Well, it's very controversial, as you know. Johnny Depp lost that libel case against the Sun UK about him <clears throat> a wife beater. Mm-hmm. Um, because so I these guess, are like disgruntled Johnny Depp fans that are doing yes, this. Yes, a lot of disgruntled do, do, Johnny Depp fans that feel that Amber's in the wrong when there is audio of her admitting to hitting johnny so problem is we don't know the extent of the fight johnny could have beat up amber then amber retaliated by hitting him back but according to the courts it caused because you know they considered it not libel 
Johnny Depp had to leave his role as Grindelwald in the upcoming Fantastic Beasts 3 That's film. True. He yeah, stepped kind of down. Weird. He was never arrested for it, right? He just sued the paper for saying that he did it. Right. And and they um, the courts did not... Um, Amber did not, yeah, Amber did not. Well, yeah, libel, libel is a huge deal in England, in the UK. Like, um, papers can be destroyed by libel lawsuits. So it's a much bigger deal in the UK than it is in, in the States. And um, so. It's kind of weird that he got, he got fired for like, I mean, he got fired when the, when the paper came out with it. He got fired yeah. when he like tried to sue them for saying it. And, and then he didn't win. So it wasn't like, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird that they fired him from that movie. So that's why people were pissed off. Because, and I think she, she might have had like a, a million and a half signatures on that petition for them to remove her from the movie. Yeah, she did. But she they had, didn't do it. They're now not going to do it. If that would have been another actor that had a million and a half signatures. They more, would have uh, kicked them off the movie. Yeah, it was more than a million signatures. But, you know, Amber said, I'm super excited about the amount of amount of fan love and the amount of fan appreciation Aquaman has acquired and that it garnered so much excitement for Aquaman and Mera that means we'll be coming back I'm so excited to film that um, again hung out with Amber Heard November 2019 um, had some whiskey with her chatted she with her a little bit she didn't hit you she did not hit me <laughs> okay good how me. violent did she seem to you yeah <laughs> Well, she knew General. She had her arm caressing over my shoulder during the photo op. <laughs> oh, she, she was, a, she was setting you up for the yeah, yes. for the haymaker there. Yeah, yeah, she had Al in the headlock. Yeah. Her, male, her male companion didn't care for him, but Amber, you know what? I, hey, she was sweet to me. What can I say? Now, who's her <clears> male <throat> companion? How do you go from Johnny and Depp? Like, who do you go to next? Michael B. Jordan, like who do you who do you go to? <laughs> like, <laughs> well, she was messing around with Elon Musk, really? but then Elon, as you know, married Grimes. But they did. Was it no? Was was it Elon Musk? Wait, who did he marry? No, 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 no. It was. Oh gosh, I have to look it up. I yeah. thought it, I thought it might have been Elon Musk that that she that. Well, she... I'm a Johnny Depp fan, so. You're I'm team kind Johnny? of biased. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm team Johnny. But see, see, I I gave her the benefit of doubt from the beginning because you know you know she's the victim and uh, you know you always want to respect that right. and and her her voice. But then when I started to hear things that of the recordings and everything, you know, it's just I guess there's always two sides to every story. Absolutely. Uh, so, but I'm I'm still a fan of Johnny Depp, so I still love him. <laughs> so you're up, you're upset that he's leaving Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I'm I'm upset more for the continuity of the movies. Mm-hmm. When a new actor plays the same character, all that tie-in yeah. goes away, out the window, and, and I'm not sold. I'm not sold as much. That's the problem I have with it, but. Well, th- this is what I what I say to that whenever people talk about that is if you imagine and I guess maybe for Fantastic Beasts, it doesn't work as well as it would for a superhero movie. But you can just imagine with a different actor, it's a different artist drawing the comic, which happens all the time in comics. <laughs> well, that's, a good, that's a good analogy. General. No, it's not either. I hate it. I hate that. Analogy. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> 
like, different artist. I'm still pissed at that new um, Aunt Viv on um, Fresh Prince. Like, <laughs> like just don't do it. Yeah. Oh, you know the first Aunt Viv like really hated Will Smith. Like, I despised heard yeah. him like during the entire like run of the show. And well, you see where she is, and you see where Will Smith is. I think it was probably jealousy because she saw this. Because that was uh, his first acting gig, I think, ever. Like he just yeah, he was learning kind of like on the job how to act. Mm-hmm. And she probably you know was resentful because she's probably been in like you know in plays you know since like the fifties and stuff. And like, <laughs> like well, who's I this had, guy? I had this on that, but it's a little later in my notes. But there is a reunion that's already yeah. been taped. Of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, so they are having a reunion. So we'll get to that a little later. Cool. Um, there's a new movie called "You Were Never Really Here." Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Lynn Ramsey, who last directed "You Were Never Really Here," has come aboard to direct "The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon." This is an adaptation. Oh, that's adaptation. a great book. That's a great Jesus, book. Man. Yeah, Stephen King novel. Yeah. It's a Stephen King novel. It's not a yeah. horror novel. It's like a survival story. It's really yeah. good. Stephen yeah. King does something other than than horror. Yeah, that's kind of cool to hear. Yep. So that the the plot is basically a young girl named Trisha gets lost while hiking with her mother and brother in the woods. Nine years old and scared of the dark, the girl winds up stumbling through the woods for days, wandering farther from civilization as she tries to make her way back home. And yes, it's all about survival. Well, I mean, he walks... did stem on me, so it wasn't really like, I mean, it was a dead body, but it wasn't really anything horror yeah. in that. Yeah, same Very with Shawshank, Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. So Lem Ramsey will be directing that. No cast yeah. has been announced just yet. Here's a fun horror movie called Video Nasty for Seth Rogen's production company. It's directed by Chris Thomas Devlin centers on three teens who rent a cursed VHS and are put into an 80s slasher movie that threatens to trap them forever. That sounds like it's perfectly made for you, Josh. You got my attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, look out for that one. Um, so like a cursed videotape. That's uh. Yeah, there was a horror franchise called VHS. Yes! Oh my god, but you're right. So, but wasn't so this, wasn't this the um kind of a take on that I guess? Was it was it the Grudge? Uh, what was that yeah. one? Yeah. The uh, videotape. That was the Ring. The Ring. The Ring. If you watch yeah. that, then like you died like a few days later. Yeah. So it's been going for a while. Yeah. So I'm sure you'll be all about this movie, yeah. Video Nasty. Might be. Might be. Might be. We talked about the Reagan biopic before. Uh, Dennis Quaid is playing uh, um, Reagan. Um, Kevin Dillon just announced for the cast. Uh, he'll portray Jack Warner. So Warner Brothers studio founder. Hmm. Um, so this was, uh, so this again, is this be like is, an early, early Reagan film. So it's, early it's, Reagan, it's yes. not going to be, it, it's probably going to be pre-president Reagan. Most of the film. I think, yeah, because Reagan didn't become president until much later. Yes. I mean, it, it could tackle that. It could tackle that a lot later. Yeah, but it is a younger Reagan because Mina Savari will be playing Reagan's first wife, Jane Wyman. Yes. So um. That um yeah, nice biopic. Cool. Yep. Bullet Train's a big action movie with Brad Pitt. 
They just announced uh, Zazie Beats will be joining the cast of that. Joey oh, King. Oh, wait. Aaron who the fuck Taylor is that? Johnson. Who is that? Zazie Beats. Zazie Beats was Domino Z- in the Deadpool movies. Oh. Deadpool 2. Or did you see it, the show Atlanta? She's in that, too. It's in Atlanta. Is that like a rapper name, though? She was recently in... Um, wasn't she in... Uh, She's in another Superheroish thing. Yeah. What else is Z- she in? Her name's Zazie Beats. Zazie. Oh, it is. Well, it is. Yep, Domino. Domino herself from Deadpool. Um, that's her real name, right? That is a real name, Josh. No, that's a cool name. Like, it sounds like totally like a like a DJ name or something. Or <laughs> Zazie name. Beats. Yeah. Yeah, that's her real name. That's I'm her actual on. name. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Like, with that kind of thing, you have to be like a, a a star, you know. You can't just be like an accountant, you know. Like, oh, who does your taxes? Oh, Zazie Beats. Yeah, she's the best. She she gets me back like the most money every year. Like, go see yeah. um, Zazie Beats for your for your tax needs. <laughs> Love it. My my wife went to high school with a guy named Malcolm Powers, which I thought was like the coolest fucking name ever. He not sounds as cool like, as Zazie Beats. Probably not, but. Uh, <laughs> And I think he actually does work as an accountant now. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, it works both ways because my um, my, I had a buddy that went to school with a kid named Phil McCracken. McCracken. Phil McCracken, yes. Seriously, he he was named Phil McCracken. His name Phil McCracken, and like, how could the parents not know? Even if you go by Philip, like Philip McCracken, (laughs) it's still the same. Like you can't get around it. Oh, gosh, yeah. But that was. That was like such an old joke when we were kids. Like that's so true. Like how uh, how yeah. wouldn't? And he showed me the yearbook. It was 100 percent true. Like Philip the McCracken. Jesus. Yeah, Phil McCracken. Although I have the the absolute best. Uh, it's uh, also from my wife's high school. There was a girl named. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna actually. Um, her name was Amanda Butfush, oh but it was spelled. God. B U T F U C H E. And and the best part was like not only like because uh, her first name was Amanda. Right. And like uh, Amanda. <laughs> that is even better than Phil McCracken. That is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, guys. Unbelievable. Like, all right. You gotta be careful when you're a parent you naming your kids. Like you have to think long and hard about what you're naming them. I mean, don't name them Dick anymore. You know, it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff is way worse. Like, don't, don't. <laughs> you got to feel for Dick Grayson, yeah, the, by the way. To get the Dick Grayson every day in school. What? Dick Grayson in Titans, you know, as you know, that's the original Robin. You right. got to feel for him because he's he's Dick. called He's called, he's called Rick Grayson now in the comics, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's. I mean, it's not as bad as. Amanda, Amanda Buttfuck. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, school, the teacher's reading out your name, seeing if you're there for attendance, and every kid's <laughs> you, and it's never gonna end your whole entire yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, I was wondering. Around a documentary and find these kids that grew up with these horrible names and see what they're doing now. See if it made them like overcome it somehow and like try harder in life and like you know be rich and like go back and like you know like laugh at all their bullies or or what or they just totally get destroyed in life i want to find out didn't happen to zazzy beats guys because it's an awesome name that's why 
All right, moving on. Um, there's a movie called Dangerous, an action thriller starring Scott Eastwood. That's Clint Eastwood's son. Alongside Tyrese Gibson, Famke Jansen, as you know, the original. Um, I want to say that that's probably the third or fourth movie in history named Dangerous. Okay. Famke Jansen, the original, Jean Grey. Um, Mel Gibson's even going to be uh, in a cameo. So Eastwood will play a reformed sociopath following the death of his brother leads to a um, heads to a remote, um, which soon falls under siege from a deadly gang of mercenaries. Okay. Look out for that one. Um, also, um, Billy Porter will be um, directing. He'll be having a directorial debut with a coming of age story called What If? which centers on a high school senior posting on social media about his crush on Kelsa, a trans girl at school, resulting in the internet encouraging him to pursue the relationship. Okay. On a what? Um, on a what? He'll be um, pursuing a relationship with a trans girl. Oh. oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess this is a, a woke, woke film. It's all about being woke, man. Um, let's see. Anthony Michael Hall is heading back to high school, but not as you remember him, Chachi. As assistant principal in the independent drama The Class. Um, as you know, he broke out in The Breakfast Club in 1985, which is yeah. a classic film. Um, but he will be a principal determined to keep his kids in line. Um, so, um, yeah. Should be pretty cool. Yeah, he's a really nice guy at all the cons. Isn't he? Yeah. Truly, truly, truly he is. And I, I definitely love my, my group shot I got last year of um him and Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo and then also like the sister from Vacation. Yeah. All in a group shot. That I do miss the cons. Awesome. We do miss the cons, guys. Absolutely. Zachary Levi, Shazam himself, will ca- be cast in an inspirational family drama called The Unbreakable Boy. He'll play um, a father of a boy with, with a rare, brittle bone disease and autism. I was going to make a gay porn joke, but yeah. About that Zachary probably <laughs> that, Well, about The Unbreakable Boy. Mm. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can mention the joke. No, no, well, well <laughs> that's basically... Help. I already did, but it's like, a, <laughs> and then you were talking about this like inspirational story, about, and I was like, oh, I better stop, and I couldn't stop myself from yeah, laughing. It's about a, a poor brutal, poor brutal boy, and you're making fun of him. Yeah. See, you're like the bullies in school, making fun of people's names. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, like um, right. the movie uh, Unbreakable, right? Kind of like the movie it's Unbreakable, like guys. Mr. Glass. <laughs> and last but not least in movie news once upon a time in hollywood will be adapted into a novel by quentin tarantino himself <clears throat> so this is uh gonna be the first time he'll be writing a book that's actually gonna be published by harper's collins hmm. so he'll turn his oscar nominated film into a book so that's pretty interesting there um Moving on to Netflix, guys. Netflix has a lot of movies, as you know. February really? 5th. Yes. Oh, wow. You heard wow. it here first. Who would have thought? You heard it here first and Blow the Belt Show. 
<laughs> John David Washington and Zendaya will be in a movie called Malcolm and Marie. Um, they have a lot of awards buzz for this film. As you know, Zendaya won the Emmy for Best Lead Actress for Euphoria. So look out for this film. Shia LaBeouf and Vanessa Kirby have a movie on Netflix called Pieces of a Woman. That trailer I just, I just this. You like it, huh? Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Kirby plays an upper-middle-class young woman named Martha who contrasts with Shia LaBeouf, a blue-collar worker named Sean. The couple navigates through struggles, such as Martha's trauma as a result of her domineering mother, who's played by Alan Burstyn. All right, well, I was wrong. Who never approves of the couple. Sorry, it doesn't sound like your kind of movie now. No. <laughs> see, that's one of the things. That usually you see like a great movie with a shitty title. Like This is kind of like the reverse. It had a great title and had a lot going for it. And then it just kind of fell apart. Yeah. Well, maybe the Adam Project will be more your boat. What is Jennifer, this? Jennifer Garner and Joey, uh, sorry, Zoe Saldana um, have joined uh, Sean Levy's forthcoming Adam Project. Also, Ryan Reynolds is the star of this. It's an action adventure. And the plot details are under wraps. So I guess I can't say whether you'd like it or not. But hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, man. He's awesome, right? Yeah. Deadpool. Yeah. You know it's going to be yeah. good if it's in. We Can Be Heroes, another movie on Netflix uh, from Robert Rodriguez, which stars the Mandalorian himself, Pedro Pascal. Oh, wow. Um, which we'll be talking about very shortly. Yeah, he's killing it. And yeah. is a return to the same fantasy world imagined by the director's Adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl 3D. So, another movie to look forward to. Also on Netflix, guys, Ethan Hawke, Peter Skarsgård, Riley Keough have joined Jake Gyllenhaal in the Netflix th- thriller The Guilty. This is Anton Fuqua directing from a script by Nick. Pizzolato from True Detective. Um, the film takes over the course of a single morning at a 911 dispatch center um, with a call operator played by Jalen Hall trying to save a caller in grave danger, then discovers that nothing is as it seems and facing the truth is the only way out, guys. Woo! Crazy! Oh, God, another pandemic film? Oh, oh come on. A pandemic comedy this time by Judd oh. Apatow. We'll follow a group of actors and actresses stuck inside a pandemic bubble at a hotel attempting to complete a film. Ugh. Yeah. Well, it is Judd Apatow. He's pretty good comedies. Um, if you're a fan of The Order on Netflix, it will not get a third season. Sadly, season two will be the only... Um, be the new the only season you'll get to see space force however has been renewed for a second season so look out for that. Oh, did you like space you, force? you like space force I yeah like, i did i didn't like the first i think it i did two episodes. i couldn't i couldn't get past the second episode second episode yes <laughs> it so was does it get better was, like yeah, does, does it, it get, get funnier as uh should i should i give it another chance I'm kind of biased because I like Steve Carell, so. Okay. <laughs> and then um, I forget the, the one of the actors' names there. He, I know he's John a comedian. Malkovich. I no. Oh, the um, ball guy. Ben Schwartz. Ben Schwartz. The, the Asian guy. Oh. Yeah. 
I, I forget forgot. his name, but he, I, I know he's a comedian because I've seen him on TikTok. But <laughs> I like this character. Hey, so. Jimmy Jimmy O'Wang. Yes, probably. Yeah. Jimmy O'Wang. Yes. Yeah, he's good. Nice guy too. Met him too. Um, if you're a fan of Ozark, like five cast members have been uh, added. Um, and they're actually promoting two others for the fourth and final season of Ozark. Oh, that show was that show was great last season. Yeah, Alfonso it really Herrera was. Will join the cast as Javi, a member of the Navarro family. Did you say Alfonso uh, Ribeiro? Alfonso Herrera. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's a bit of a change. You thought it was Carlton? Yeah, <laughs> that would be I, I couldn't imagine. And Carlton's a part of the crime right? family. <laughs> yeah. I want to. I would want to see that. Honestly, <laughs> Adam Rothenberg will be Mel Saddam, a cop who fell from grace, now works as a PI. Bruno Bashir will be Navajo's priest, who's Navajo's Nav- Navarro's sorry Nav- Navarro's confessor and confidant. Cici Castillo joins as Sheriff Le Guerrero. And Latrina Lank joins the cast as Claire Shaw. So a lot of Latinos, mm. Anna B, joining the cast yeah. of, uh, of Ozark, which is great. For Latin, Latinx actors. <laughs> I mean, it's all about the drug cartel, right? You know? <laughs> You're gonna get you're gonna get some Latino actors in there. I don't care. Like I, you know, I'm half Italian, and, and you know, they've been mobsters, you know, my whole life. So, no, can't complain. Oh, you got you got some uh, other flavor in you, Chachi. You, didn't, you failed to mention Lebanese. I said half. I'm Italian. I know, but you didn't <laughs> fail. You failed to mention your Lebanese side. Just say I was talking about the uh, mobsters. Okay, well, <laughs> you can talk about the Lebanese side. Just... I didn't talk about that side either, did I? <laughs> wait, wait until St. Patrick's Day comes around. I'll talk about it. <laughs> All right. So the show you on season three has yes. added a whole bunch of actors to its cast. Um, Super excited. You're a big U fan, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Saffron Burroughs, Dylan Arnold, uh, Taddy Gabrielle have been cast in series regulars roles. Michaela no, Manus, Shannon Chan Kent, Ben Meal, Christopher O'Shea. Mackenzie Aspen. Oh, he's joining the cast too. That's Sean Aspen's brother. Oh. Christopher Sean, Brian Safi, Jack Baltimore's, Fisher. Baltimore's own. He is a Baltimore guy. Yeah. He was on he was on The Magicians. He had a really cool he was a really cool character. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. More Netflix stuff. So as you know, they're doing a Colin Kaepernick uh, limited series, biopic. Or bio series, I guess. It's about his formative years. Mary Louise Parker and Nick Offerman have joined the cast. Huh. Of uh of uh, Colin in black and white, Chacha. I know you'll be loving, loving this uh, series. I sent my VCR already to watch it. Yeah, you got it set. <laughs> it's all ready to go. I remember the Arnold Schwarzenegger series I talked about. Those in development. Well, it's now going to land on Netflix, Chach. It's a planned spy series starring Arnold himself. Um, a global spy adventure uh, with a father and a daughter at the center of the story. Monica Barbaro will be playing Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter on the show. So 
Look for Arnold on a TV series, guys. It's the first time, right? I think it's his first television series. Yes. Wow. That would be interesting. Yeah. All right, Disney Plus, guys. Let's get into it. The Mandalorian. Yes. Episode three. Let's talk about it, guys. Oh my God. Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, I am. Job. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to excuse myself. I haven't seen episode three. Yet. Oh, you suck. I mean, I was so upset when Baby Yoda died. Get out of here. Like that was one of the episodes. Like, never happened. Like, let's right, talk a little all bit right. about episode three, guys. <laughs> Jesus, General, you gotta watch the. It drops on Friday. You have. Yeah, I know. Four days. I know. Do your homework. So uh, Bryce Dallas Howard uh, did a fantastic job. We picked off. We're Frog Lady. Finally saw her husband, was reunited, yes. was able to get it busy with the eggs and fertilize the eggs. So that happened. Man. I'm pissed about the eggs, right? <laughs> right? What's that? People, still pissed, people were pissed about eating the eggs, people, right? People, yeah. Yeah. They, they thought because, like, you know, women have fertility problems, you know. Oh, that's, is that why? I mean, it's a frog lady, guys. It's not a human being. <laughs> and they, they weren't even, like, fertilized. They're unfertilized eggs. Right. I mean, we eat eggs as people. I mean, I, I go to IHOP all the time. I thought I thought people were joking until I started to see some like <laughs> articles, and yeah. I was like, oh, "Wow, people were actually upset about this." I'm like, "Can you believe it, guys?" Are you surprised? Twenty twenty, people be upset about someone like. Well, you know, sometimes you forget you're in twenty twenty. Right? You kind of want to forget twenty twenty. You're like, "Oh wait, I'm in this year." Sometimes I forgot. I mean, everybody gets upset about everything. So they arrive on this planet Trask. They arrive on this planet Trask, which is very cool because it's the home of the Mon Calamari, as you know, the the, the species of Admiral Akbar, yeah. and the Quarren. The Quarren are the big squid heads, which uh, we saw that one uh, episode where the squid head pushed Baby Yoda's carriage, floating carriage, to into the the the, the bottom of the boat where the sea monster was. And luckily the, um, the baby carriage door was closed, but Mando got stuck underneath with all the corn trying to stab him. But to the rescue, three Mandalorian warriors, guys, yes. one of them played by Katie Sackhoff, best known for her uh, work on Battlestar Galactica. And of course, if you're a wrestling fan, this is big. Sasha Banks, guys, who went by her real name of Mercedes Vernado, um, was part of the Mandalorian crew. Um, and also Simon Casadinidas plays Axe Wolves, who is the third Mandalorian. But um, interestingly enough, these Mandalorian take their helmets off. Right. Yes. Which reveals the way um, that they were created by a group of religious zealots called the Watch. And uh, it was interesting because Bo-Katan promises to tell Mando where to return Baby Yoda to the Jedi. um, And drops a big bombshell, guys. Sokotano. We're going to get a Sokotano. Live action, if you're a fan of the Clone Wars, she was all about Clone Wars, and um, mentions that she, that, um, well, Bo-Katan mentions to the Mando 
that you will find the one and only Ahsoka Tano um, at the planet that, uh, you know, that uh, she was alluding to. Um, As you know, we're we're trying to find Jedi, these sorcerers, (laughs) as they call them, to uh, bring uh, Baby Yoda to. So there you go, guys. We we uh, have just uh, confirmed that Ahsoka Tana will be appearing probably in the next episode. It's possible they could like stretch out that adventure a little bit more, but we do know Rosario Dawson is playing uh, Ahsoka Tana, so that's um, yeah, and, and like what a pretty exciting, what a great series. I mean, it just really like shows you like how misguided the trilogy was that came out, you know, which I, I enjoyed a lot of aspects of the trilogy. But yes. just seeing this series, what the trilogy could have been if you just based it and had these kick-ass characters. And you have, like, a, a big, diverse cast on this show. I hear, like, nobody complain about it at all because all the characters are cool. All of them are there for a reason. All of them are kick-ass. Um, you know, strong women characters without having to tell you that they're strong women characters the whole time. Right. It's just, it's just a, great, a great series. And, like, you know, it, it's the way it should have been the whole time with Star Wars, you know? And like, yep. like, like nobody's nobody's whining on the show, you know. Like you had a lot of people whining on the on the um, trilogy, you know. Like it's you know like um, even Kylo Ren used to whine a lot. These are all just kick-ass characters. They're fighting. It's what Star Wars should have been about from the beginning. And yeah, I agree. To be. I agree. Yeah. And I'll, I told General you can return, but <laughs> yeah, I timed I'll that say, perfectly. All I'll say is this episode, although shorter in length, pat was power packed. Yes. And, I felt um, like it was too short. Look. I felt like I looked it at the time. It was very short. Yes. I was like, wait, that was not 30. But it was really, was way more. <laughs> Less. Yeah, like, I saw no reason to bring back um, Boba Fett only to kill him with that. You know? like, <laughs> I thought that was a mistake uh, in this episode. But other than that, it was a great episode. Did well, they go back in time and bring back Darth Vader, too, in that episode? <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, guys, the premiere of season one was only 39 minutes. So it was only three minutes longer than the episode that we saw. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, again, the first two episodes. And I, and I got to ask, does, does the frog lady survive? <laughs> Probably is fine. And, okay, uh, I'm, I'm, that's good to know. I was really worried about and, that. And she, does, and she does meet her husband. Yes. Okay. But even that character, like, it's kind of like a throwaway character in a way. But then people actually <clears throat> cared about that character. I mean, we make fun of people complaining about the eggs, but I mean, I guess it's kind of a good thing that people cared about the character enough to be emotionally invested like that. Over so did they ever? Did they eggs. ever explain why? Like, uh, so she clearly understood whatever, whatever the Star Wars universe's version of English is. Right. But um, she couldn't speak it. British, mostly, yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but like, I mean, the Mandalorian couldn't understand what she was saying, though she was like, except when she, she but she could clearly understand the language because at one point in, in the second episode, she's able to communicate using the droid and it made me wonder like why didn't she have some kind of device that she carried with her to <laughs> like <laughs> see how general True. tortures himself watching these shows yeah it's almost like having your google translate right yeah. app, right <laughs> was that the droid 
Well, maybe she, maybe she was too worried about her eggs to remember to bring it from her house. Like she got halfway so. down the down the galaxy. She's like, oh shit, my translator. And that <laughs> oh, was too episode late. four will be directed by Carl Weathers. Oh, episode nice. Episode five will be directed by Dave Filoni. So that's something oh, to be looking cool. forward to. They have Is to that, bring Carl Weathers' wait, character back. I so you have different name. directors and not have them like do their own stories and mess it up. Like the trilogy oh, well, they did. Well, it's always John Favreau, the writer. So, the what a great concept! You mean you have the same writer throughout the whole thing, different directors. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. It's Who would amazing. have thought of that? <laughs> well, that's I was the thinking, problem. I was thinking just have different writers and directors each time and just do whatever they wanted to do with each movie. Like you don't have new, a cohesive like story. Like the new movies, right? Like the new. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Star Wars movies, right, and I know there's some sarcasm there. Yes, too soon. I will. I will. Yeah, that is a little too soon. Not sure. Okay. All right. Um, WandaVision, guys, are you looking forward to that? The first Marvel series on Disney Plus will debut in January 15th of 2021. Yeah. The so, MCU took all of 2020 off, which is a bummer. Except for New Mutants, if you want to technically throw that that's in. Not but that's not really MCU. It's but not really it, MCU, but I still enjoyed it. But yes, nothing in 2020 Marvel-wise, and that is still the case. Man, I was really hoping to see some WandaVision for December. So yeah, they, they so was break, I. You know, they didn't break that curse, you know, of, of a 2020-less Marvel year. But but we will see it, so that's great. Um, Disney um, will now be um, the home for Tony Hale's young adult drama, The Mysterious Benvick Society. Originally, that was going to be on Hulu, but now they decided to put it on Disney+. Plus. It's best based on a best-selling book series by Trenton Lee. Co-stars Tony Hale Chris being uh, Buster Bluth. Buster, and then, of course, um, Veep. He oh, he was on Veep, Veep, too. Yep. Wouldn't call him a young adult, but okay. Well, yeah, I guess I guess there's other actors being young adults in that case, but yeah. perhaps he's the father. Yeah. You never know. Um, did you read that book, um, General? I did not. Wow, you're slacking <laughs> off. I guess so. Darkwing Duck. Are you familiar with this? They're having. A I remember that. Dark. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. A reboot on the Disney, a, on the Disney afternoon. Yeah. They're having yeah. A, a reboot in development on Disney Plus. <clears throat> it's going to be produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Interesting. Mm. <laughs> um, you know what they could do with it because, like, be apparently. Apparently everybody really likes. I mean the uh, that that like Ducktales reboot that they put on Disney Plus. Apparently that's like really beloved. Like a lot of people really like it a lot. Really. And uh, I've never actually and like David Tennant's in it, and so is um, oh I can't remember the actor's name, but he he played Abed on Community. Anyway, is so sorry. Oh yeah, he's no. hilarious. It wasn't Aziz Ansari. I don't oh. remember the the uh, um, but whatever his name is. But there was recently a scene in that, and I saw a little article about it where apparently Ducktales like uh, totally did something truly insane. It was like really subtle but truly insane on the show, in which uh, I guess they have some kind of storyline where like aliens are da- are have come to Earth and. The uh, the heroic ducks are like kind of 
keeping them company, I guess, kind of like making sure they don't destroy the earth or whatever. And there's a scene where you see an alien, like them taking an alien to a park and uh, the ducks there start feeding what look like feral, like normal ducks, like the way you, we'd, we'd see like regular ducks in the real world. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you just see this like really, really perplexed look on the aliens' faces. And it was, it was funny to see. A little awesome. So they were seeing the, the ducks that talk and stuff. Yeah. And they see like the real ducks. Yeah. And they're like, okay. <laughs> cool. And Apple kind of, TV. Kind of like Goofy with, um, with um, Pluto, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and, and that brings up so many questions about the DuckTales universe. About <laughs> 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 well, we're, let's see how they do with Darkwing Duck. <laughs> yeah. Aquafina on Apple TV will be joining Mahershala Ali and Naomi Harris in a drama film called Swan Song, which will be on uh, Apple TV. You know, I don't know if that's a, a cool name. Like, I mean, Aquafina? Yeah, and that, that's her real name, too, I know, but like. Pretty sure it's not her real name, but <laughs> I thought it was a real name. I don't know if that's a real name, Chach, but uh, I'll look it up right now on on the internet. Swan Song is described as a genre-bending drama set in the near future that explores how far someone will go and how much they'll sacrifice to make a happier life for the people they love. So that's not her real name. You're right. Yes, her name, her name is Nora Lum. Yep. Okay, well, I changed my name to Aquafina. That sounds too, like a good story, though. Yeah, it doesn't sound pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, The Morning Show is going to be in production for season two. And Hassan Minhaj will be joining the cast. Um, He's great. The He's Show. really, yeah. really good. Yep. So uh, he usually he, does like comedic news shows. So I guess I yep. could see him on a show like that. Yep. Are you looking forward to uh, the second season of Morning Show? I don't I don't have, have Apple TV. I'll have to get Apple TV first. But got it. And you know what? I think we'll save HBO Max stuff for later as we're going to take a classic cut break. Um, and I think um, I wanted to ask Anna B, will you be hanging out? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anna B's going to hang out. <laughs> awesome. Right. Yeah, we know you have a long drive home and stuff. <laughs> it's good that you're hanging out with us. My All virtual right. drive. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, Chachi, why don't you take us up to the classic cut break? Where my dog's at. It is time for King Chachi's Classic Cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi. Chachi. Alright, this is Chachi in charge once again for Chachi's Classic Cut, where I handpick a song out of the BTB archives that we have here our vast library of songs and present it to the audience here. And this is the birthday cut. So what better um, thing to play today? Trying Happy to find, birthday, Chachi. Thank you. Trying to find a song that um, could tie into that. So I saw, um, you know, Flex's favorite rapper, Half Dollar. Supernova has 50 Cent, right? And this song, In the Club, in the club. Actually, <laughs> says, um, go shorty, it's your birthday. Yeah. And what's funny yeah. is I, I saw the song and I Googled it and actually like a news article came up about the song from this week, which I thought was crazy that this video for this song, the original video on YouTube actually hit, um, 
a billion um, views. Jeez, a right. billion views. It was posted on um, 2009. So I thought that was pretty crazy that this song is still getting all these kind of views all these years um, later. And this song originally came out in, um, where was it at? in 2003, January 7th. Right. So right. go shorty. It's your birthday. With yeah. Do a shorty. Half dollar in the club. <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> right after the classic cut, guys. Go, 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 go shorty. It's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a card like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck it's not your birthday. You'll find me in the club, bottle full of bub. Look, mommy, I got the eggs. I'm in the taking drugs. I'm in the having sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. Get in the getting rough. You can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. Look, mommy, I got the eggs. I'm in the taking drugs. I'm in the having sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. Get in the getting rough. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. All right. Classic cut. Man, do I miss the, the club. club. I miss the club. What, you, what you're in the club, like I'm right so now, just, <laughs> just, oh, just man. packed and sweaty and people oh, dancing on each other. Beautiful women. Getting My God. Good music. Oh, I miss it. Oh, well, you know. We'll have to wait till post-vaccine, guys. But um, let's throw out a couple more things before our special guest calls into BTB. On HBO Max, I am so excited about this news, guys. HBO Max will finally be, and actually it finally already is, on Amazon Fire Stick. So for those of you that might not have the HBO Max app on your smart TV, you might have a little bit of an older TV like myself. You got to have Amazon Fire Stick to get What's some of the TV, apps. What's your um, Zenith? No, it's not a Zenith, Chach. All right. But it's finally on Amazon Fire Stick. So you can see. Oh, man. I'm excited. Justice League Snyder Cut, guys. They just dropped a brand new trailer, black and white, to the song Hallelujah. Yeah. Lots of new footage. We saw a, a brand new image of Steppenwolf, who looks pretty badass in the trailer. Again, none of Josh Whedon's footage will be in this Snyder cut. It's all Zack Snyder's That's previous footage and new footage. Wow. Which is pretty exciting. I don't know if, uh, General, do you got to see the trailer for the Snyder cut? I have. I, I must confess, I have not. I have not okay. yet. Well, Zach just posted um, on his on his Twitter account um, a video mm-hmm. for the Justice League Snyder cut. So I'm really looking forward to it, guys. Really, really looking forward to it. So with the speaking of HBO Max, the Batman movie, as you know, is in production with Robert Pattinson. They're actually going to have a spinoff TV series. On HBO Max, guys. Ooh, yeah. Terrence Winter is set to write and act as showrunner um, of the series on HBO Max. And, uh, yeah. The entitled series will build upon the examination of the anatomy of corruption in Gotham City. 
Mm. So so it's gonna be like the wire in, in Gotham. <laughs> the wire in Gotham, right? <laughs> that would actually be really cool. I think I think they could work like if it's done correctly. I think that would be really really cool to watch. Yeah, uh, HBO Max is gonna be pretty much the home of all the DC uh, TV content. That's not CW. So um, we already mentioned before the Fresh Prince of Bel Air 30th anniversary reunion special. Will also be on HBO Max, Chach. I know you're excited about that. Will drop on November 19th, which is tomorrow. Oh, wow. So, yes. Yeah, so you can see the um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion with the cast. Um, even talks about how Jazzy Jeff turned down the opportunity to play jazz initially. So really? It took, yeah, it took some convincing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And of so course, they have a different actor play him, I wonder. Uh, well, that was initially, <clears throat> initially, but I think he eventually agreed, and he did appear. Was it, was Jesse Jeff too busy? Oh, he'll be at the... Re- uh, he, no, no, supposed- I mean, he was too busy initially to... Um, <laughs> oh, why, why, why would he? Maybe <laughs> right. because he doesn't feel like he's an actor, you know? Uh, well, neither was Will Smith. Neither was Will Smith, but look at him now. Yeah. Crazy. You're kind of hard-pressed to, like, when um, Jazzy Jeff was on, he didn't even really talk much on the show like he was he was more like kind of like silent and goofy yeah so, so it was so cool that that will smith put him in the show mm-hmm. just you know just out of like um loyalty for them being together for so long of course their friends reunion special as you mentioned anna you're a big uh fan of uh i think you mentioned your fan. but uh according to perry when the original show starts it's gonna shoot in march Exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. So loud with that microphone. I think we have our special guest. I think she is uh, hiding um, in the chat. I'm here. Are you, are you ready for us? I'm ready. I wasn't sure if you guys were ready for me. Uh, <laughs> well, let's go ahead and introduce guys on Below the Belt Show joining us via audio. Actress extraordinaire, Tamala, the Amico. Which we you can see in one little finger, um, which is available on Amazon. You can rent on Amazon, and it's also available on Apple as well. Um, Tamala, thanks so much for being a part of BTV, joining us via audio. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoyed the film. What an uplifting film. Very inspirational which a lot of people need inspiration right now. And uh, yes. this movie um, kind of tugs, tugs at the heartstrings a little bit because you you feel for um, these Indian um, actors with actual disabilities. Um, and um, what were your overall thoughts on, on the film? Uh, basically, I, uh, you know, spent... I've been working on this movie for about five years, but spent my time in India back and forth, filming back and forth. Wow, five from, years. Holy yeah, goodness. and the, two years filming, but five years on it. And uh, the script came to me and I was like, this is such a beautiful project that I can't not do it. It's a very like eat, pray, love experience, even as an actor going to India. And um, I guess the, what's, you know, the most impactful thing that I want people to take away from the movie is that, you know, some people are born with disabilities, but anyone in your life can become disabled, like at any moment, even you, any one right. of you. And yeah. 
it's just something that generally does not get discussed until it happens. And this is an international film that's become now a movement to break the barriers of stigma and the word disability. So I just hope that viewers have a change in perspective after seeing like all the amazing talent in the film and that there is ability and disability. And I just learned so much making this film about playing to your strengths as a person, no matter what your challenges are in your life that you face. And also, I guess that people take, uh, pe there's something called people first language now. And uh, it, basically the premise of that is you take into consideration the person. So before you say, oh, you know, that person has cerebral palsy and then you go on to tell about them, you say who they are as a person. This is my sister, she's a nurse. Oh, she also has cerebral palsy. So you say what a person, uh, it's basically what, describing what a person has rather than asserting what a person is. Right. So their, their disability doesn't define them then, right? Right, exactly. Very good. Awesome. Wow, and I am really impressed by some of the acting abilities because these uh, actors with disabilities actually acted they actually yeah. took the um, the script and they actually put out a a a, a credible performance so i i gotta give big big props to, to the actors in this film including yourself but more you know more more so seeing these actors with disabilities especially the actor that played dead did a fantastic job yeah uh, and he would yeah. love to hear you say that um he is essentially playing part of his own real life story. Uh, uniquely enough, he was he was his father was a doctor. This is real life. His in real life, his name is also Den. His father was a doctor, and all of a sudden, when he was you know like a toddler, he stopped walking properly, and they just automatically assumed in India, even though his dad was a, a doctor, that he had MS or cerebral palsy or something. And it wasn't until he was 25 years old that his cousin in America, who had something wrong, she was a toddler, and they went to uh, UCLA, and the doctor was like, oh, she just has a dopamine deficiency. And once they gave her the correct level of dopamine, she was able to walk again. And then they wow. called him in India, and they're like, hey, we think you have what she had. And he literally started talking at age 25 after his dopamine deficiency was corrected. And he became Calcutta's like biggest DJ. Wow. And every, wow. yeah, every, yeah, everyone in this film has a story like that. Abby Naya, who's the hearing impaired actress, she is literally an actress and she's like the Marley Matlin of India. She has like a hundred wow. films under her belt. Really? Incredible. Wow. But, the other, there's about 80 people with disabilities in the film, and the kids especially trained for six months prior to me arriving to do the film. So when I got there, they were so believable in their acting, like playing their characters, that one of them has a fight, and I thought it was like a real thing. And, and I was like, oh, my God, after the director said cut. And he's, they're like, no, no, auntie, we're just play acting. And I was like, <laughs> oh, excuse me. You know, like, wow. So was this, wow. A, was this the first time that most of them have acted in this film? It was the first time most of them have acted. It was the first time they had seen a white person as <laughs> tall as me. Yes. Wow. Yeah, it was unique all the way around. I mean, just as an actor going there, I was like the Angelina Jolie of India. Like they, wow. they had never seen. I had so many people around me taking care of me. I thought like, how could I ever go back a to America? Of <laughs> course i mean everyone they wanted to they wanted to a lot of people wanted to touch my skin because they had never seen somebody so fair 
So just a real like cultural experience in so many different ways. And India is made of magic. I just think like India needs a better PR person because we really know nothing about them until we go there. Wow. Was that your first time going to India for this project? I'm sorry? Was that your first time going to India for this project? Yes. Yes, exactly. So you had no idea what to expect. Wow. Overall, what did you think of shooting in India? Uh, it's a different experience all the way around. I asked like 20 producers before I went there, just like vetting people like, what do I, you know, what do I need to know? And of course, everyone says like, don't drink the water. But that was not, I needed practical information. Like this is how you turn on hot water here. So for two weeks, I was taking very cold showers and they have no frame of reference of how things work in America. Some, most of those people in the rural areas had never been outside <clears throat> of their town. So right. for two weeks, I'm taking like cold showers. And then I, I literally looked up some American girls blog on like, what do you do when you're in India? Like, how do I turn the hot water heater on and all these things? And that's literally it's like, it's what saved me shooting there. But beyond <laughs> that, there's like so much of the British occupation left over in the culture, like having tea all day and inviting the neighbors and just being truly hospitable. It's just a beautiful, beautiful culture. Wow, that's yeah, and that I have Indian food awesome. over here a lot. I mean, how that compared to the real Indian food? Okay, so imagine if I woke you up in the morning. I'm like, you're gonna have Indian food for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dinner. <laughs> really? Okay. That's it. So I, I had my own chef at one point, and he he was like, listen, I have a surprise for you. Come down. So I go down to this little like banquet hall thing they had for me, and he made me french fries and like two dates they were the best french fries i've ever had i could tell you're super homesick and you don't you should not be eating this much indian food because it was it's just non-stop indian food so i didn't eat indian food for like a year after (laughs) (laughs) but you still enjoyed the food Oh my God. It's so good. It's so, they have like 25 different kinds of mangoes. Wow. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. Well, the, the actor that plays your husband or um, a boyfriend rather uh, yeah. complained about always having Indian food. So I thought that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jonathan, who plays my boyfriend, he he only shot in America. Ah. Oh. Who complained about always having Indian food, I wonder? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like coming over to America and having like hot dogs for every meal. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? Here's, like... the, here's the funny thing: they sometimes would put ketchup in in my food, and I'm like, "What do you like? What is this ketchup thing? Like, I don't want that." And they're like, "Well, you're American." They thought like <laughs> they thought we like eat ketchup with everything. Right. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. How was the how was the audition process for the film? So there were, there was none. It's there was this none. movie. Came, yeah. This movie came to me. Yeah. This movie came to me. Like, here's a, are you guys like spiritual at all? Or like kooky stories? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so basically, you know, like <laughs> India's made of magic, right? So 
just randomly, I had been offered two other films that were being being shot in India, and in like years prior to this. And my reps never let me go because they're like, we don't know the infrastructure there. We can't have you go to India. And if something happens, how can we get you, et cetera, et cetera. So I didn't go. And one of those films ended up going to Cannes. And I was oh, pissed. Wow. So I was like, <laughs> Holy I was like, oh, my God, I should have gone. And uh, so now cut to I'm at Lake Shrine, which is near Malibu. And it's like this beautiful Japanese garden with a huge temple. If you've ever been out that way, you see it. You don't know, exactly know what it is. But it's gorgeous Japanese gardens that have been there since the 50s. And it's a non-denominational place where people go to basically meditate and just enjoy the gardens. So I went there with my friend. And... Uh, we were just messing around and he's like, let's go down by the Swan Lake and meditate. It's like kind of being silly really almost. So we went down there and I had this weird, like magical thing happen where we're meditating. I had this flash of India and I was like, oh my God, Jordan, I, I think I want to go to India. And just being silly, he opened one of his eyes and he's like, it's already happening. And then two weeks later, out of the blue, the director of this film contacted me on Facebook Messenger and said, Tamla, wow. I'm doing this movie. I contacted your reps. I have a feeling they didn't tell you about me because they turned it down. Do you know about it? And I was like, uh, what? No, I don't know about it. And he sent me the script. <laughs> and the script was so beautiful that I was like, this is like meant to be weird, wacky thing. I need to do this. And you know, filming back and forth in India over two years because I have a different shooting schedule. Also, I was not going to live there for like six months. So um, I was at first when I went there, I was like, oh, my God, India's magic that has a pink sun. And then by the end of the two years, I was like, oh, India has a pink sun because of pollution. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> it was really, like the really magic had worn off. Well, but really quick, your reps did not contact you. Yeah. The director what? actually had to contact you via Facebook Messenger in order Messenger. to get a cold. Holy I, yeah. smokes. I wonder so, how often that happens. Yeah, why do, you, why do you think the reps, your reps uh, did not initially respond? Okay, so here's the fluky thing. I think because they already had turned down two and figured we're not ah. going to bother her third. But here's the ironic twist of the story that I forgot to tell you. We opened in Cannes. Oh, this film oh. opened in Cannes, and we won a little award there, like a World Peace Award. Oh, and wow. Wow. That's amazing. Like, well, I, yeah, it's like I manifested it or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is amazing. That was actually not in my notes about it being um, opening Cannes, but that is so cool. But again, the message is so powerful. It's all about music therapy and how it helps these children with disabilities and and proves really its effectiveness because you see at that final performance what you took as their teacher or you know mentor yeah and and were was able to to get this just talent out of these kids to perform at the end of uh towards the end of the film was just amazing just just what you took uh, from their initial time when they're discovering music till uh, till the final performance at the end. It's, it was amazing. And of course, um, Tamla, you do have a musical background. So I'm guessing this, this was kind of almost second nature. Some of the aspects of the film. 
Um, yes and no. Basically, the, the kids who uh, are in the film go to a disability institute where music therapy is being uh, involved in their curriculum. So they are ma- they're master musicians. They're, they had to actually play like they couldn't play and then learn oh, how to play. Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, one of the girls, she's been drumming since probably she's like two years old. And she's like, she was so incredible. They had to keep downplaying her, but her hands are like baseball mitts because she's been playing since she's a toddler. And wow. it's just like they they create this sound that is so unique. It's just a lot of stories like that. But but the director, Rupam Sarma, had to convince Den to do the movie because he was super insecure about doing it. He didn't think he could do it. And I'm like, wow. first of all, you look like Peter Sellers. He looks like a young Peter Sellers. And I was like, you really have like a cool face. And the fact that he reenacted what went on in his life, I'm like, that's the hardest thing that you can do as an actor is to play yourself. Most people cannot do that. And he did it. And now he has so much confidence. And he's like been doing plays. He wrote a novel. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. That is amazing to hear. Wow. That is really. So have any of the kids. Um you became real close to or is still in contact with now? I'm in contact with everyone there oh, um, wow. because it took, it took so long to, for this to come. Like we missed our Mumbai premiere this year because of COVID, which is super sad. That's why we yeah. went to streaming platform. But um, they, because I spent so much time with them, they became literally my Indian family. I had to start an entire new separate <clears throat> Facebook profile page just for them because there's thousands of them oh, right. and, and they are so genuine i've been invited to weddings and things like that just a beautiful That's beautiful nice. culture of so this movie really changed your whole entire life it really did um uh, by the way am i getting cut off i keep muting myself because i don't know if you could hear the noise no you, hear you. you sound great yeah okay okay um uh, yeah, this movie definitely changed my entire life. I, I know that I'll probably never have an experience like like I'll never have this experience again in my entire life, in my entire career. There'll never be anything that means this this much important wise as far as like inclusion and diversity and helping push that message. But just the experience of an actor going there over that long period of time. I mean, it was such a unique journey for me and I came home to America and I literally was just so grateful I mean anytime you see someone come over from India you should ask them like what's your story I mean where did you come from how did you get here because in most parts it seems impossible wow I gotta ask about this one particular scene where the one kid slapped the other kid when they were arguing I guess over the the music that was playing on the stereo system that gets set up how did that scene go down? I mean, <laughs> and and you gotta, I, I'm just kind of shocked that the that the actor with this with a disability was able to take a slap like that. Can you talk to us about that particular scene? Okay, that's the scene that I was talking about where I said, "Oh no, we're just play acting." I had no idea that that was the staging. So when we first, that, the, the scene that's in the movie is probably one of the first or second takes. They did it exactly the same, like eight times. And, oh, wow. And, and they had trained for it over six months. They, they had prepped for it. So when it did happen, 
if you if you saw the actual full take, of course, which is not in the movie, you see my reaction look, looking to the director like, oh, my God, is everything like, is this OK? And he everyone started laughing. They're like, no, they've been dying to do this. this oh, my scene. God. This is crazy. Yeah. Wow. That that was quite the scene. That's for sure. <laughs> but, you know, I fell for this. Uh, some of the kids in some of the scenes where there was bullying. You know, you got to you got to feel for them, whether scripted or not. Obviously, these kids probably face this in real life, too. Some of the bullying scenes. Yeah. You know, it's it, when we when we opened in Cannes, there was a lot of European people there, obviously. And afterwards, people say weird things. They're like, oh, God, you're so brave to do this movie. And I'm like, pardon? Like, what does that mean? And they're like, it's so hard to watch the struggle. Like, it's not OK. Like, people don't think of what someone in a wheelchair has to do to get through the day. Is that, is, I hear something. Is that me or, hold on. It's a ghost. <laughs> is that you, General? I don't think so. I think it's gone now, Tamla. Are you guys there? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I, I think it's gone um, now. Could you okay. describe that sound you were hearing? It sounds <laughs> like somebody was playing a drum, or like <laughs> it was like maybe something in the back of the truck is. Maybe it's one of the actors, and uh, you know, um, playing it's, the drum it's, <laughs> from your film. Oh, yeah, it's no. resonating. It's or maybe resonating. you're getting another another vision now. Yeah, oh God. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I, that's why I, I that's why I prefaced it. I was like, are you guys kooky into spiritual things? Because this is such a unique experience. But yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So cool. Well, Tamba, let's let's talk a few. Um, uh, talk a little bit about some of the other stuff you've been working on. Um, first of all, myself and Chachi loved Walt before Mickey. Um, oh yes. We actually had Thomas Ian Nicholas uh, on the show when when uh, that film came out, and I saw. Luckily, on YouTube, uh, you're real and got to be reacquainted with your scene. That was quite the scene, your character, Mrs. Doyle, as the um, no-nonsense no teacher that closed the desk on that young student's fingers. Uh, <laughs> ouch. Holy yeah. Smokes. So, um, Thomas, ironically, is my cousin. No way. Really? Thomas. Of sorts, like we are, we are like you know third degree kind of thing, but uh, yeah, so we're kind of related. And then uh, secondly, um, that's Owen Teague that I closed the desk on, and he's in it and all those. Um, he was in um, what was that TV series about Florida and the Keys? Uh, oh my goodness. Anyway, phenomenal actor. Now he's in everything. He's in both it movies. He plays the villain kid. And um, I had many more scenes in that movie, but what happened in Walt Before Mickey, they, um, they switched directors midway through. So when the second director came on, he was like, I don't really want to hang on to the other stuff that the other director shot. So oh. let's just give the bare bones of the backstory. Yeah, but I, ha I had a lot more scenes, but it was it's cool. I mean, I, I love that scene. It was super fun to shoot and dress in those sort of old-timey clothes yeah. and whatnot yeah and walt just had such a cool um story just you know the whole childhood and um you know how he became just this 
you know, iconic figure now that we know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about the movie Quinn? You'll be working with Claudia Wells, who's best known for the Back to the Future movies. Yeah, so um, it's a, a movie, but it's still filming now. I'm I'm finally done with my scene, uh, my scenes. Um, it's a, a movie based about around human trafficking. A woman's daughter gets taken. It's sort of like taken, but with a female lead. Wow. And <laughs> I play. Yeah, I play the wife of the guy who's basically the ringleader. He's a family man, but he's a ringleader of the human trafficking. And I don't know, and I'm pregnant, and I figure it out. Oh. And uh, she oh, she thinks, yeah, she thinks that you know I've known all along. So she actually like pulls a gun on me while I'm pregnant. It's pretty intense. Oh my god. Yeah. And Holy to, smokes. To shoot those kind of scenes where like someone has to, it's such a. It's so unnerving because even though you know there's nothing in the chamber of the gun, after every take, like I couldn't even recognize myself. After every take, I was like, can you please check the chamber and make sure there's no bullets in there? Oh, of course. The gun is so close to my face. So I was super super scared. But that movie's still in post. It's not out yet. Well, we look forward to checking it out. You got to be careful because that happened with um, Brendan Lee. Yes. (laughs) Oh, God. So tragic. One of the biggest yeah. tragedies on a movie set ever exactly yeah. mm-hmm. for sure wow tamla do you uh do you plan on going back to music anytime like maybe um writing or recording uh, like a new album i am yeah um that was one of the things that was supposed to happen this year but you know when you record with 18 band members it's a little hard it's a little hard 18, for people wow to acquiesce to want to do it and then you know now a lot of people are recording remotely and i think what i'm going to do is just record uh a couple of singles for a new ep to to release by the end of the year if not by january just to have something new because i'm i'm due for more radio stuff i have a bunch of singles that came after my albums but uh nowadays people consume differently you know nobody needs a whole album they just download the the you know the The singles yeah Yeah. right right so, yes, I'm due for new stuff. And, um, you know, besides music, I've just been super focused on acting. I've got some directing projects coming up. and Ooh, directing. Uh, yeah. Can you yeah. Talk, let's talk about some of those directing projects. Sure. Well, my background, I went to film school at Florida State. I don't know if you know any of my background or you guys even were uh, interested in talking about any of that. But. I went to FSU film school, which only accepts like 16 students from all over the world, which oh. was like the most realistic version of what it's like to be in Hollywood, because the, the state of Florida is actually your film studio. You're responsible to the state of Florida. They fund everything and thus own everything after you go there. And um, I came out early because I wanted to work with a producer here before I graduated and work with a lot of well-known Warner Brothers, like big gun producers while I was still going to school. And then uh, soon after, started my own production company and just started creating shorts. And I created a short based on my dad's life called Volare that I shot at Paramount. And while I was shooting it, I was like, I don't know why, but I think Steven Spielberg is going to be able to see this movie. Like a weird wow. thought. And that's exactly what happened. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, awesome. exactly what happened. And I got put on this reality show that he was doing with Bar- Mark Burnett called On the Lot. And they were looking uh, for the, the next. Yeah, yeah, it was very short lived. Um, 
but I ended up having a first look deal with DreamWorks after that. And I just went on to create a number of different uh, web serials. I had one of the very first like successful YouTube um, web serials called Sex Ed the Series. And that's still going strong. It has like over 150 million views and just did a number of different things and content branding and stuff like that. And upcoming, I'm doing an Asian rom-com that I can't really talk too much about. But what I can talk about is um, I'm doing this project with a series of other filmmakers called the Antiviral Project. And it basically, uh, a bunch of different filmmakers from all over the world are getting together and writing shorts that are, um, how can I put it? Basically they are, we're telling stories from different cultures around the world to the backdrop of the coronavirus pand pandemic. So I'm directing the story from the Lakota Sioux tribe in South Dakota, South Dakota. And I'm like super, super excited about it because I was offered the opportunity to direct and bring basically any cultural background that I wanted to tell a story about to the project. And I was like, I really want to do something with indigenous people because their stories don't get told. So uh, I'm working with a Native American writer, which we have our script and we'll be filming hopefully in the new year. Oh, cool. Aww. Yeah, I was, I was awesome. back um, last week from South Dakota for the first time and had a lot of interactions with um, Native Americans. Yeah, you'll have to tell me about that because uh, we haven't even location scouted there yet. But obviously the writer we're working with, he, he knows all the people there and the reservation and they're very protective of their community. And yeah. um, we sort of have to dummy where we'll be shooting. I don't know if we'll actually get to shoot on the reservation, but uh, super excited about it. Yeah, some great Native American food um, right outside of the um, Little Bighorn. Wow. Yeah, Custer's Last Stand was a restaurant that serves um, Native American food. It was really good. Oh, cool. Really that's good awesome. kind of, it's kind of like a pita bread they give you with your meal that's really good. You put you can put honey on it. Awesome. I'm sure you'll have a lot of great food when you go out there. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, Tamala, wow, we, we, what a great interview. Thank you so much for being a part of Below the Belt show. Yeah, can oh, you can you um, envision us all winning the lottery? Because it seems like everything you envision comes true. I know. So. <laughs> I was gonna say that. I was gonna say it's like you you project or you like say it to the universe and it comes back. Yeah. So. Yeah. You could be a well, motivational speaker. You guys are going to be the best podcast of next year, 2020, 2021. Yeah. And uh, you're gonna win some award. I mean, that, what else can happen? Wow. <laughs> We're going to take down Mark Marin, let me tell you. <laughs> Michael, Michael, it's already happening. Yes, there we go. Any any supermodels in our future? <laughs> any supermodels? <laughs> supermodels are overrated. Wow. Yes, yes. She 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 wants to think feasible, not not impossible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we could win best podcast. Right, yeah, that's, exactly. well, that's more of a possibility, right? Tamala, <laughs> wow, thanks so much for being a part of Below the Belt Show. Of course, you can check out One Little Finger, available to rent on Amazon. And if you could cut us a little promo, let us know who you are. Throw out One Little Finger, uh, whatever else you want to throw in there. And then let us know you're on Below the Belt. Uh-oh, I hear some noise. We're good. We're good. Yeah, we're we're good. Okay. I was, we're waiting for the promo. Okay. Was, yes. Whenever you're ready.
This is Tamala D'Amico from One Little Finger, and you're watching Below the Belt. Nice. Since you're going to be on audio, why don't you tell us you're on, um, that you're on or listening, since you're not on video. Oh, okay. This is Tamala D'Amico, and you're listening to Below the Belt. This is Tamala D'Amico from One, from One Little Finger. Is that what you want me to say? Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. Sorry. This is Tamala D'Amico from One Little Finger, and you're listening to Below the Belt. Very nice. And are you traveling anywhere good? I'm going to Florida. Oh, look at that. Look at you. Yeah. Nice weather. Yes. I, I, I applaud your bravery for traveling during this pandemic. Yeah, I know. My dad's not doing really well, so I, I'm like, I think it's taking precedent over Absolutely. my health. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Is your father you um, did a movie on? I'm sorry? This this the person you did the movie on? You said it's your father? Oh, Thank yeah. You. Yeah, my dad's from Sicily, so Valare is based Valare. on my dad. Sure. Yeah, it's him coming from um, back from World War II, coming to America. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Tamla, are we? Well, I wish him good health. We thank you so much, Tamla, for being a oh part of. Oh my God, guys, I'm so sorry. That's quite That's all right. That's yeah. quite all right. You're gonna you're uh, gonna join us on video for for another interview down in 2021. How's that? Yeah, it all sounds right. good. We'll do the antiviral project. There you go. Yes. All right. Perfect. Very Thanks, yeah. guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Tamla, so sorry. Amazing. With your video. Love your film. Thanks, and we'll Travis. All right. All right. Bye. Thank you very Bye. much. Bye. Bye. All right. That was. She was great. She was. Tamla Diamico. Too, too bad we didn't get to see the gorgeous Tamla. Yeah, she's um, uh, she's she's very easy on the eyes, according to the. Photos, uh, <laughs> <knows>, right? Yeah. <laughs> very easy on the eyes. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Again, check out One Little Finger on Amazon. Let's just wrap up the entertainment report and uh, for tonight and. Uh, Chachi sent me this, that Conan O'Brien will be giving up his late show. <gasps> however, 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 we'll have a new show on, on HBO Max. So even though he's leaving his show, uh, you know, Late Night with Conan O'Brien, and it's been 28 years. Oh, wow. Has it been that long? 28 years he's had a talk show after he took over for David Letterman. Um and of course, uh, he's been yeah, on. Yeah, he got really badly screwed over by Jay yes. Leno. By Jay Leno, yeah. And um, <clears throat> he um, apparently will get his own weekly variety series for HBO Max. So at first, I thought it was sad news, but then he's just getting a new project. So yeah, well, not too bad. And I wonder if he'll actually have. Do you think he'll have a bigger audience? Well. Probably not with TBS. Uh, TBS goes out to more people than HBO Max does, but right. he'll be able to curse now. So, no. <laughs> well, hopefully he can still interview on Paul Rudd because I always enjoy when he has Paul Rudd on there. And oh, Paul when Rudd, they do the Mac and Me thing? Yeah, Paul Rudd does the same Mac and Me clip every time, no matter what yeah. project he's promoting. Yep. I'm kind of interested to see how a lot of these shows, like when TV isn't a thing anymore and it's all about streaming at that point. I think yeah. there as it seems like a lot of a lot of the um streaming platforms will have to have um a business deal kind of like with F- FX and Hulu have mm-hmm. that relationship 
yeah, it's a channel will probably have to have that kind of relationship. And I think Netflix and CW have that. Like, how many shows now do you actually watch on, like, NBC and ABC and CBS? My reality Zero. shows. Zero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got my reality shows. You know, yeah, since, since a few the things good, on Hulu, but that's about yeah. it. Since The Good Place went off the air, I don't think I watch anything on broadcast TV anymore. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I'd still record like the CW Arrowverse shows. So there there's you that. Go. See? Which you can also watch on Netflix. Yeah. But it's a good point because you can get grittier. You can get more more um, darker on, yeah. on streaming networks and cable for that matter. Yeah. Versus but they don't uh, no commercials. But I, if, if I recall, like those streaming those streaming channels, they don't pay the actors nearly as well as like the broadcast Network shows tech, do. Yeah, yeah and, and it's like how many of these shows actually like, I mean, on ABC and CBS and that kind of stuff, like the shows are so easily canceled. The series, unless whereas, you're procedural, like what? unless you're a procedural show like NCIS has been on forever. Well, yeah, Law and yeah. Order SVU. Especially for a comedy, like how many comedies? With a um, release on like in the fall, you know, their new comedies or something like that in there, and then like most of them are canceled, you know, that year. Oh. Luckily, and, the Goldbergs. Yeah, Goldbergs are still going strong. Like, um, but there's usually on Netflix and stuff, series last longer. I mean, I know they're canceling more now than they used to, like new series, but it's still a better bet if you get a yeah. show on Netflix that you're going to have mm-hmm. multiple seasons. Well, there's a new series on Amazon Prime. With John Boyega himself, Finn from Star Wars. So this will be an anthology series about the black experience in the UK. John Boyega will star in the third installment. So the third episode uh, called Red, White, and Blue as a real-life police officer in 1980s London. So that's something to look forward to. That will be on Amazon. Another series about the black experience in London. Another another series about the black experience. It's like the 18th one. I don't know. I don't think there's been that many. <laughs> Regina King's directorial debut will be on Amazon Prime. It's called One Night in Miami. This is pretty, pretty interesting, but it's all about the fictional account of an evening with Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown, Sam Cooke, and Malcolm X. Played by Ellie Garee, Aldous Hodge, Leslie Odom Jr., and Kingsley Benadir, respectively as they gather to discuss the civil rights and cultural upheaval in the 1960s. Hmm. We got to get Regina King on blow. Were you there, General? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I was was a fly on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, Sybil Shepard. Remember her from Moonlink? She's actually going to be on Showtime for a new show, uh, which is called I Love This For You, a comedy pilot. Um... Starring Saturday Night Live alum Vanessa Bayer and Molly Shannon. So two Saturday Night Live um, alum, alumni will be a part of this show. So check that out on Showtime. Oh, wow. Right? Now, Sybil Shepard, if, if any of you have ever seen Moonlighting before, she had her own special filter on her camera for her scenes. So yeah, like Bruce Willis had the regular camera, and when they showed her, she had like almost like almost like a Snapchat filter type of camera. Oh, to make her look more beautiful. Yes, yes, yes. That's crazy. Is this for her? So they show Bruce Willis as normal, and then they show Sybil Shepard like glowing and like you know it's like it was just like a Snapchat filter you see nowadays. That is insane. 
So did did she have that as like a because she had her own like sitcom for a while? I wonder did they move that camera over I don't to that, that, that show? Because she was like a teenage model, so I guess she was like, you know, very wow. self conscious about her looks and how she yeah was she was um what was it like the last picture show? I think that was like her first movie where like I mean she was like fifteen or so. Yeah, because she's, she's only like she's only like thirty five when she did Moonlighting, so like. It's not like she was like over the hill or anything at all. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Well, check her out in Showtime. This is a uh, interesting combo. Alec Baldwin and Kelsey Grammer are going to be in a new sitcom on ABC. Um, yet to yet entitled. That's a yet yet. Um, that's a horrible name for a sitcom. Um, <laughs> because do you remember that, when Alec Baldwin it's literally used to do? Not titled that's what i meant i know i know you remember when alec baldwin used to do serious roles like he was like an action star for a while and like yeah like he was in the hunt for red october and oh yeah and um and now he does the best miami blues where he was like he played like a like a killer and like uh he oh he was in the shadow he played the shadow the superhero of the shadow he's donald trump on snl yeah which is complete Completely different type of role, but he's yeah he's he's sticking. I think comedy. I think we found that comedy is is his uh, go-to. And uh, yeah, well it was this is a, a multi camp comedy revolves around three men who are roommates in their twenties until their warring egos drove them apart. Now the trio are returning decades later. Okay, so where's the third name in this? It's Kelsey Grammer, Alec Baldwin. Who is the third? I guess they have not mentioned that yet. But uh, something to look forward to, guys. Um, these shows, you think it has like a laugh track with it? I, I don't know if I can watch. Yeah, the that's show what that laugh track. that's that's what multi-camera comedies mean, doesn't it? Exactly. Okay. General. Yep, very good. Single cameras like Veep, um, Young Sheldon's Cassandra single camera, um, and then Arrested Development. You know, Thirty Rock. Yep. Like pretty much all camera is either. With a laugh track or with a live studio audience, and they have multiple cameras shooting at the same time. Well, is is Goldberg's multi-camera? Yeah, I think so. But Does it have track. a laugh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I remember seeing the set that is a multi-camera show. Oh just, wait, no, no, a that's a laugh track. Yep. Okay. Um. Oh, so FX has Impeachment: American Crime Story. Ryan Murphy's uh, next uh, project, and uh, of course we're going to see Monica, Le- the Bill Clinton, Monica Lewinsky scandal in 1998. They just posted the photo of um, Sarah Paulson, who's going to play Bill Linda Clinton? Tripp. Oh. No, and sadly Linda Tripp. I'm actually friends with Linda's daughter Allison. Sadly, Linda had passed away this year so um that's right yeah yeah so but yes principal photography on impeachment has begun so check it out they did a great job with the versace um murder absolutely absolutely well both i mean he's yeah he's pretty much he's pretty much batting a thousand when it came to those american crime stories because they were both american horror story yep yeah he's great all right sharon he's excited about this news you got something else to add? Sorry. Well, I was going to say, like, uh, if you uh, 
Have you ever seen any of his Netflix shows? Like he had the show The Politician, which I really, really liked a lot. That was a I heard really, that was good. He yeah. Had a big deal with Netflix. He's got the um, Hollywood series with Darren Chris. Mm-hmm. He's got Ratchet with Sarah Paulson. So the, the man is a producing god. Yeah. He is producing so much content. So kudos to Ryan Murphy, man. All right, Joe. This is the geek geek uh, section of CW. Uh, here we go. Okay. CW's uh, developing a spinoff of Black Lightning centered around Jordan Calloway's. Oh, oh she, she sent Aww. us an <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> Very nice, Tamla. But this is a Khalil Payne painkiller mm-hmm. that will air as a backdoor pilot during the show's upcoming fourth season. <laughs> <laughs> so, should one of us respond to her or uh... we can uh, respond i'll send her my number <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think about this uh the khalil pain painkiller uh which will be a, a spinoff of black lightning Big job. yeah um I mean, it could work. It's uh, it depends. Like the uh, gotta confess, I've actually never watched Black Lightning. So what? is that the one CW show you don't watch? Pretty much. It's not that I. It's not that I. There's no reason why I don't watch it. It's just that I haven't gotten around to seeing it. And like it's um, the uh, so I mean, it could work pretty well. I mean, they have uh, they they did the whole like integration into the Arrowverse during the the crisis, that big crisis crossover that they had yeah, like, that last year. One. Yeah, that and that's not it, General. CW is developing Wonder Girl. Yeah, which based is cool on DC characters Joelle Jones. Um, Okay, I guess she created the character with uh, Berlanti on board as executive producer. That was that's interesting because the that would be the first time that they brought in anything from the Wonder Woman mythos into the Arrowverse for Wonder Girl. Yeah, yeah. So it revolves around Yara Flor, a Latina dreamer. Hi, mm-hmm. there you go, Adam, <laughs> who was born <laughs> of an Amazonian warrior and a Brazilian river god. She learns that. <clears throat> She is Wonder Girl with her new profound power must fight evil forces that would seek to destroy the world. Oh, so they're not going to have Donna Troy. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it's like, uh, that'll work. I mean, yeah. It... Yep. I guess it's in development now. So they haven't, uh, I guess, announced who will be playing Wonder Girl, but we'll just have to wait and see. So they're so making that... a, they're making a totally new character for Wonder Girl. If that's not the one you're familiar with, then yeah, the the Wonder Girl yeah. in the comics was uh, she was part of the Teen Titans. She was um, Donna Troy, and they and then there there was another one whose name Cassandra something Cassandra Sandsmark maybe okay. I don't know I'll have to like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why the Prince of Comic Pop Culture yeah and <laughs> um, so yeah they uh, I have a feeling it's probably going to be similar to the Batwoman show. That's probably, especially like, you know, they're changing the Batwoman character from um, uh, Ruby Rose's, uh, since Ruby Rose is leaving. Yeah. Yeah, so. um, 
Yeah, and going with the whole like dream. So she's actually supposed to be a dreamer. Like it's supposed to be like she's part of DACA. That's the whole reason why she's in the U.S. and everything. Being a dreamer. Yeah. There you okay. Go. It's gotta. Get, it's good to be woke. Yeah, yeah, and I guess that's what they're going for, which yeah. is totally fine. But it's uh, yeah. it's. I'm sure there's some uh, there's some some geeks out there that are probably screaming into their laptops right now <laughs> on some. For sure. On, yeah, on some. They're like, not sticking with it, but you know they had yeah. to do that for, like I said, yeah, they, they had to do that with Batwoman. Yeah. You know, so there you go. CW is also developing an anthology series inspired by the works of Jane Austen. Ooh. Yeah, so it's called Modern Austen. One-hour series reimagines Austen's novels as six modern stories. So kind of like Clueless. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, Clueless is uh, technically an adaptation of Emma, the, the, the Jane Austen novel, Emma. Yeah. Each season is a different novel, beginning with Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. set in contemporary San Francisco. So There's going to be a new uh, drama about Tudor Queen Anne Boleyn, starring Jodie Turner-Smith. I have to put that on my list. Oh, okay, cool. British actor Mark Stanley has been cast as the monarch, best known as playing Gren in Game of Thrones. So, as you know, Boland was the Queen of England from 1533 to 1536 as a second wife of King King Henry Henry VIII. Are you you a bibliophile, Anna? No, but I'm really uh, obsessed with the whole story. So, oh, okay. Um, I know pretty much the story of each of the wives of Henry VIII. <laughs> oh, how cool! <laughs> I love that. That's yeah, cool. doesn't really end well for most of them. Yeah, but. no, it doesn't. <laughs> so this spoiler will be a, alert. This yeah. Will be a, uh, <laughs> British television uh, for um, Channel Five, UK broadcaster Channel Five. As far as where it will air in the U.S., that's still yet to be determined. Also, Alicia Vikander has a series which does not have a network home yet, but it's called Dial M for Mur- Murder. It's an anthology series. Um, Pretty sure that name was already used before. <laughs> yeah, yeah right? it does sound familiar. I yeah, guess so it was a Hitchcock movie. <laughs> there you go. She's playing a central role in the project, which is based on Frederick Knott's play and the Alfred Hitchcock film, The Same. Okay. There you go. Oh, there we go. Okay. There so, you go. Yep. Um, well, the People's Choice Awards took place last week. Don't really need to go over all the nominees but or the winners, but um, the best movie of 2020 is Bad Boys for Life. That was uh, kind of a, a shocking one. Um, best movie? Best movie of 2020? Can you believe that? This is People's no. Choice Awards? People's okay. Choice Awards. Best action movie was Milan. I guess if people stop going to the movies in February, and that's probably <laughs> You know what? You know what, though? Harley Quinn should have gotten Best Action Movie. Nah. That was a good movie. That was a fun movie. Nah. That, that was nominated for a People's Choice Award for yeah. Action Movie 2020. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I, I love Margot Robbie, but... Kissing Booth 2 was the comedy movie of 2020. How was that? Maybe. I don't even remember that. What uh, was that? That's on Netflix. Oh, I watched it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, you would watch that. I would. <laughs> Hamilton was the drama movie of 2020, but it wasn't really a movie. It was a Broadway performance. So. It was amazing. Right. Yeah, it was really good. 
And then Kissing on... Booth or uh, Hamilton? Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> and the family movie of 2020 call? is Onward. Wait, hold on. What happened here? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, you... I thought Joe was all backwards in his chair. All kinds of out of control there, dude. <laughs> He's thinking about Anna in the Kissing Booth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's for the third movie. Yes. <laughs> MTV will not be having their movie and TV awards this year. Thank God. They're going to be doing something called... Um, Sucking. <laughs> the Greatest of All Time. Okay. Focus on the best moments in film and TV over the past 40 years. Oh, that's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. Hopefully they could they could do something that actually... Because this becomes like my, my requisite question anytime MTV is brought up. Like, what the hell... What the hell's on MTV these days? Like, what do they right. do? Catfish, <laughs> sixteen and pregnant, a lot of bad reality TV shows. Okay, and, okay. And the challenge, the challenge is still on MTV. Okay. Is the real world still on there or not? I don't think they said they do the challenge though. Challenge. They don't do the national real real world I have, anymore. I haven't seen it in a minute, man. So like, if yeah. we if we grab some random teenager off the street and ask them, that do you watch as you as you like to do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And like, uh, and like we asked, and like we grabbed them, and after, um, <laughs> and then a couple hours later, Come on, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. we would ask them, "Do you watch MTV? Do you think they would say yes?" They would what? say no. Well, they, have, they still have the Jersey Shore in there, right? They haven't. I don't think they've had a new season in quite some time. Yeah, they had a new season that just came out. I thought they had the family, the family one, but I think it hasn't been a couple of years since that aired. Well, something just came on like recently, like a new a new season. Yeah. I guess TV. Um, the AMAs are coming out on November twenty second. Katy Perry will deliver a world premiere performance of her song "Only Love," so something to look forward to. And the Super Bowl Super Bowl halftime show. Performer has been announced. It's going to be the weekend, guys. Oh, wait, wait. There was a real world Atlanta um, in 2019. Hmm. Wow. There you go. Before there that, it go. was Seattle and, and then Vegas. Well, I guess I stand corrected. They're still making real world. So the weekend's doing the halftime show, you said? It? Yes, the weekend will be performing, headlining the Super Bowl halftime show this year on February 7th from Tampa Bay's Raymond James Stadium. See, I and he's too. I think he's too early in his career to do that. I mean, he has a lot of good songs, but I don't know. Like I like to, to see. He's older. been around. He's been around for a while now, though. I really? think. Yeah. I think, what, like two days. He's been he's been around for at least like yeah, four or five years, and that's I, that's the, as long as I mean Britney Spears was around before she did the the Super Bowl. Oh really? I yeah. Think the, he needs a good co-headliner. He's great. You don't you he, don't think he could work? I, like... I think no. I think he's amazing. I think he's a great artist. Don't get me wrong, General. But for the Super Bowl halftime show, I think he needs like like kind of what Shakira and J Lo did. You know, they had this tandem performance. Mm-hmm. I think right. he needs someone else. Oh, um, I'm sure there and, will and maybe, be. And maybe maybe there will be. Yeah. There probably will yeah, be someone that's like you. more veteran with him. Someone like I'm trying to think who would be similar to him but like has been around longer um damn drawing a blank right now but well 
it is getting late, ladies and gentlemen. So I think we should wrap up uh, tonight's show. Uh, just some uh, sad rest in pieces uh, to announce. Lynn Kellogg, actress and singer, who originated the role of Sheila in the Broadway production of Hair Died. Um, Hair Died? Well, the production called Hair oh. Died. Oh, okay. Get it. I get it. Hair dye. Yeah, mm. of course. Rest in peace, Lynn Kellogg. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, two Indian actors um, known for their work in Bollywood, since we just talked about an Indian film. Sumitra Chatterjee, legendary Indian actor with more than 200 movies to his Jeez. name. 200 movies. Yeah. Passed away at the age of 85. And Indian actor Asif Basra. Known for his starring role in the 2006 film Outsource, was found at 53. Police are treating the death as a as a suicide. Oh, yeah. that's sad. Well, and this, like, I, was, I was talking to this Indian guy I know, and he was just telling me um, he actually moved from India, and how these um, Bollywood actors are like rock stars over there. I mean, it's yeah. not, not comparable to how we treat our celebrities over here. It's just like another level where like. They just, you know, get chased down the street constantly. They, you know, <laughs> even like the smaller um, role ones. Wow, it's maybe even crazy. some of the cast of One Little Finger. You never know, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And this one's very, very sad, guys. A 14-year-old boy that was a contestant on MasterChef Junior. His name is Ben Watkins. He died of uh, a rare cancer, mm. and his parents both died in a murder-suicide. Holy cow. Talk, talk oh, about God. the most tragic story you have ever read. Um, so so did the did the murder suicide occur before or after he right. died? Before, 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 and I think that might have motivated him. He was raised by his um I believe his uncle and his grandmother. Um but certainly really sad. And that we do have tough we do have a, a, an announcement uh, of someone from Maryland Wrestling, MCW Pro Wrestling, um, RJ, known as the Bruiser, um, died of leukemia. Um, he mm-hmm. actually was on the original BTB show back when we were doing mostly wrestling talk. And um, he's a really nice guy. Um, and um, he was wrestling. You know, he never made it to the, the big promotions. Always stayed local, but he was very instrumental in um, training a lot of the superstars that have gone on to WWE. Um, and he's been a mainstay with Dan McDivitt's promotion, Maryland uh, Championship Wrestling, MCW Pro Wrestling. So rest in peace, RJ. Very sad. Rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. And of course, uh, with death, we um, celebrate those that are celebrating a birthday. Um, today, uh, Kevin Nealon is 67. Oscar Nunez from The Office is 62. He's older uh, than I thought. Yeah. Elizabeth mm-hmm. Perkins is 60. Um, Owen Wilson. Happy birthday, Owen. 52. He's going to be in the Loki movie, Loki show. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. He's doing pretty, he's doing <laughs> Wait pretty a minute. well now. Is it Owen or Luke? It's Owen. Owen, it's Owen, Owen Wilson's. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Is he doing fine now? Because didn't he have that, that suicide scare? Like, um, oh, yeah, he did. That, that was, was like that was like eight or nine years ago. Yeah, he's he's got a movie coming out with J Lo, rom com. Oh, good. He's doing okay. Awesome. Dan Bacadal, who I got to work with on Veep, he um is also in Space Force. Your show, Anna. Uh, he's fifty-two today, so happy birthday. 
Mike Epps is 50. Peter Wilson's also 50. Peter Chloe Wilson. Sob- huh. Peter Wilson, La Femme Nikita, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Chloe Sauvigny, remember her from Boy? Yeah. Um, Boys? Or, um, no, what was the movie called? Kids. Big Love? Kids. Kids. Thank you, kids. She's 46 today. Um, Stephen Pasquale from The Good Wife is 44. Um, Nassim Pajrad from Saturday Night Live is 39. Christina Vidal, actress is 39. Annapolis, Maryland's own Christian Soriano, fashion designer from Project Runway is 35. And Nathan Kress from iCarly is 28. That's birthdays today. This November Sunday, 9th is still better. November 9th, happy birthday, yeah. belated birthday, Chachi. Thank you. Yeah, and happy belated birthday. Happy, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Happy B-Day. Thank you. And man. this Sunday is uh, the Survivor Series, WWE's um, flagship pay-per-view. We're going to see the the final farewell of The Undertaker. He is taking so they say. Farewell. I think it really is. This is the 30 years since he debuted. Oh, it Survivor is. Survivor Series 30 years 30 ago. 30 years. That's a good... Send off point then. Culminates this Sunday. Um, yeah, so Undertaker has been a great, great performer over the years, a legend in the ring. Oh yeah. Future WWE Hall of Fame. Is Famer. there anyone is there anyone left from that generation of wrestlers that's still wrestling? <sighs> from that generation, um no. ninety. Um I don't think so. I'm trying to think who who's like the oldest active wrestler. Chris Jericho is probably the oldest act, one of the old, and he's only 50, but he's one of the older uh, wrestlers still active, I think. So, um, but um, we're seeing Raw versus SmackDown this Sunday. Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns has now been changed, guys, as Drew McIntyre defeated Randy Orton on Raw, so now be WWE champion. Drew McIntyre versus WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. So that's going to be one of the main events. The women's champion Asuka of Raw will take on the SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks, who was on Mandalorian. She was one of the uh, Mandalorians, uh, which is pretty awesome. Raw versus SmackDown again. U.S. title. U.S. champion Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn, the Intercontinental Champion. The Raw Tag Team Champions, The New Day, versus the SmackDown Tag Champs, Street Profits. And then you're going to get the five-on-five men's and women's Survivor Series match, Chachi. Representing Raw, AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Riddle. Versus Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, Seth Rollins, King Baron Corbin, and one superstar to be named. And lastly, the women's five-on-five elimination. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, Lana, and recently changed Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans, who's replacing Mandy Rose, and um, and uh, her tagging partner due to injury. And on the SmackDown side, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, and Liv Morgan, and two more superstars. So that's a Survivor Series card. Check yeah, Survivor out Series Sunday. used to be one of my favorite events back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure it wouldn't be any more, but it was a pretty cool format when it started. Yeah. But I think it's a good oh, time. when they used to do the the six on six. Was it now, still have that five on five? Five on five. Oh, but like, five on five. 
I don't but think it's ever been six on six. It's always been five on five. Okay. It used to That's be the whole entire tradition. show used to have like those elimination type of matches. Yeah. Yeah. It was all the five on five. Right. So yeah. now they focus on Raw versus SmackDown, <clears throat> but they kept the five on five elimination matches. So but good for Undertaker. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's been time for him to retire. I mean, yeah. I mean, he can go as long as he wants to. He earned it, but you know, his best days are like long behind him now. Yep. And I still think he should never have lost WrestleMania. Yeah, he's got a couple of uh, yeah. losses under his belt, but you can't you can't be perfect. You can't have a perfect record, I guess. You know. Well, you can. But you can, but because it's not. It's not like it's not real. It's not. <laughs> it's a... All right, guys. Wow. Let's end tonight's broadcast of Below the Belt Show. What a show from top to bottom. Like, thank of course the virtual panel. Starting with guest co-host Anna B. Anna, we loved having you back. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you for welcoming us with your beautiful presence. I'm loved glad to be back. <laughs> Thank you. It was wonderful. You're our favorite girl from West Virginia. Aww. <laughs> and thanks for uh, sharing your tears of joy with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you we could... made me laugh so much. <laughs> We're glad you can tug at the heartstrings, and we hope we're not going too late for you. Next time you get the cosplay, though. Aw. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be worn at a con anytime right, soon. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, thank you. The one and only Mike, the General Zod. Always Prince great to Pop be here. Culture. Thank you so much. The king of the 80s, Chachi McFly, the birthday celebrant, belated birthday celebrant. Yeah. Welcome so back. Be back. One week before Thanksgiving. Thanks so much to Kelly Campbell for saying hello earlier today. Yeah, definitely. And of course, thank you, Tamala D'Amico. D'Amico. Tamala D'Amico, who plays Reina in One Little Finger, which you can catch on Amazon. Guys, I'm Al Celebrity Soto, your host with the most. So um, I figured for the cool cut, a track by the weekend to uh, close out tonight's show as he is the halftime performer of the Super Bowl coming up. So until then, next week, guys, we are off for Thanksgiving. BTV finally taking a week off. Yeah, we have a big night of going out um, Thanksgiving Eve. Well, <laughs> Hitting the bars that. and clubs. That, and like... that was usually the reason why we took right. off at the party, but <laughs> it is a holiday week, guys, so right. we're going to recharge our batteries. December 2nd, we are back, guys. Expect a Power Pack show. It's episode 700. It's a big one for us, guys. So, And, and also celebrating Christmas, Christmas yes. the entire month of December. So on behalf of everybody here, guys, we will see you in two weeks on December 2nd. Yeah. Until then, peace. Happy Thanksgiving and stay safe. There Bye, you go. everyone. <laughs> Summed it up. All right. Here's a weekend, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace.
Available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.